peace, namaste, and shalom. Everybody out there in dreamland, I am the beyond top secret Texan. Join me on my podcast, the Beyond Top Secret Texan podcast, where I explore the outer limits of human abilities, top secret military technologies, the reality of extraterrestrial Earth alliances, secret space wars, advanced cryptozoology, subjects of theosophic truth, esotericism, and the occult. Beyond the Top Secret Texan Podcast. Greetings everybody out there in dreamland. Namaste and shalom. Iron sharpens iron and a friend sharpens a friend. Thank you all very much for tuning in to another broadcast of the Beyond Top Secret Texan podcast now going under the name just beyond top secret texan thank you listeners new and old everyone out there in dreamland namaste and shalom iron sharpens iron and a friend sharpens a friend you guys are the greatest audience gentlemen could ever ask for i am truly humbled by each and every one of you who listened to even one episode, let alone some of you who have listened since the very first episode. True OGs. Ride or dies. Each and every one of you deserve my sincerest gratitudes. Thank you. But for those who are new to the party, those who are new to the Beyond Top Secret Texan experience, go ahead and jump on Linktree slash Beyond Top Secret Texan and get yourself notified and subscribed, hooked up to the minute information of all my posts on all my social medias and all my podcast platforms and websites and every way to get a hold of me and, and all of that. It's all going to be available on Linktree slash Beyond Top Secret Texan. Very excited about the program we have scheduled we have Penny Shepard, the real life 11, Agents 11, an incredible amount of information and life experience she has to share with us. This is absolutely an incredible upcoming conversation with a truly inspiring survivor of the MK Ultra experience that produces the modern world. And I've always wanted to make this point very clear is that the SSP 
and the Super Soldier Program is a way of defining the myriad MK programs that are not that started out as one piece of a larger puzzle, but over time have become the puzzle itself. Hypnosis may have started as a card in the game, but the game quickly was turned into one of hypnosis, mental and psychological warfare and control and creation of super soldier assets and not in the physical term of invincible or uh, more capable soldier class or warrior class, but mental, psychologically capable of compartmentalizing and focusing with a determination that was satanic and only possible through altars which were pieces of your personality or altered personalities multiple personalities chemically and electronically induced by the order of the government of the United States of America and carried out through its various black hand operations like the CIA as the main culprit but every single intelligence organization criminal organization and religious organization caught on to the MK Ultra programs and have used the very same principles to literally control the Western world with an equivalent project performed by the Soviet Union in the Cold War era now very firmly in the hands of the communist Chinese creating the Eastern world And both of this is sponsored, in the beyond top secret Texans' opinion, by the extraterrestrial overlords of the Earth and humanity to help create the alternative, higher evolved forms of clandestine warfare that necessitates assassinations spycraft and other forms of espionage while maintaining greater world peace between nations the cold war was not over when the Berlin Wall fell or in perestroika was created It evolved into an invisible war, one fought over the electronic spectrums away from state lines or uniforms and within countries at the behest 
and order of secret societies. As mercenaries to fulfill the agendas of billionaires and the billionaire class. Now that brings us up to 2020. In the 2020s, we see a breakdown of their programming, although Penny Shepard is obviously one of the original whistleblowers to this phenomenon. There have been many, many whistleblowers. And without just going too much into what I know you all know and what can be explained no doubt better by herself, we'll get right into the interview. Thank you all very much once again tuning into another broadcast of the Beyond Top Secret Texan. Thank you all very much. Got a lot of guts. Let's get some of that glory. Next voice you'll hear will be Penny Shepherds, hopefully. Hello, Penny L.A. Shepherd. How is everything going? It's good. I'm trying to get my headset back on. Oh, well. Once you guys get situated and everything, we can jump back into the questions, or jump right into the questions, but we have so much to talk about. I am very excited to be speaking to you, you know, in this capacity, interviewing you and having you divulge and inform us about your many intense life experiences and your opinions of them and, you know, everything you have to say about it. But I've done Um, a preamble introduction and everything, but I feel like it's best, of course, if you would introduce yourself in your own words. Okay. Whenever you're ready. Are we we recording right now? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Okay, didn't I know that? Oh, um, yeah, uh, yep, absolutely. Uh, okay, so my name is Penny L.A. Shepard. I was born August 11th, 1958 in Hollywood, Florida, which Hollywood, Florida is connected with Hollywood, California. It was a deep state um, alternative to bring the people from Hollywood. I referred to Hollywood, California as that, Hollywood, that's Hollywood in, uh, California. That's near Miami, right? Pardon? That's near Miami, right? Yes, I was raised in Miami. So I was born in Hollywood, Florida. I was born at Hollywood mm-hmm. Memorial Hospital, and I was raised in Ives Estates, which is in North Miami Beach, which is considered Miami, Florida. Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, continue, please. No, I was just saying, I, I kind of recognize that, that area from my time in Miami as well. When were you in Miami? Um, I was in Miami just recently, actually, but that's another thing. We'll let you get into your, your history, man. Okay, so um, I was born into a paperclip project, and I was unavailed of any of this until I left my husband in March of 2016, and I started researching, and I found out that everyone in my family, um, that, that 
I had been with that I did not know knew one another all knew one another. Um, My brother David had been murdered. He wrote a book entitled The Whistleblower. It was about Bush, the Vatican, and my family. And he was, he said that everyone in his, everyone in his life was a government plant. And he was correct. That book was unpublished and it has since been taken by an agent of my first handler, Durrell's. And it's been disappeared. So you will never see anything relating to that book. It's gone. It's not It's not available in any no. library or archive. It's the manuscript. They've actually, uh, you know, burned it down to the bedrock, kind of censored and removed that. Very, it's very gone off the planet. Well, obviously, people don't think it's like that, but if it's real information and it really does name names or serve as well, damning proof they will erase it they will try to t- you can't find it it's because right. i mean you can find it there's a copy of it on the copyright office in order to get it i have to sue the copyright office as his heir okay and i don't have the means to do that there's only one copy which is on the copyright office um but it was not written uh it was written coded so for instance he referred to president bush as president Bush. Yes. That it was very thinly veiled, and I knew when I read it, I said, "You're going to get killed, David," and of course he did. Now this was um, obviously during the the days of Bush, correct? This was in the '90s or the yes, '80s. Yes, he, he wrote. No, he wrote it in uh, I believe '96. Like, but he started researching because he had been working for. He was in the army, and he was framed at one point, thrown into jail in a prison in Georgia for a felony. His friends robbed a house, and he was driving. He had no idea that they were robbing the house. Um, he ended up then at my sister's house and then ended up back in California where I went to with my handler. Um, after studying at NYU, I studied acting at NYU. I'm a professional singer, actress, and writer. Okay, so um, not to steer away from the the book and your brother... Uh, but the um, your your path, your experiences as MK Ultra, as uh, a survivor and a victim of it, um, on your biography and uh, your social media, you reference yourself as the real life Agent Eleven. Yes, I actually the name that they gave me. They gave me two names. One was Eleven, and one was X, because I was married to Dr. Steve Zenos. Dr. Steve Zenos, the name he was a psychologist. Mm-hmm. I found out this last year that he and his family, who his mother and father were PhDs, MFCCs, marriage family crisis counselors, in uh, Orange County in California for 38 years, that they worked with Dr. Jolie West who was an MK Ultra agent who worked with Sidney Gottlieb and Alan Dulles, who was head of the CIA under JFK. Now that's a pedigree. That is a, that is like as a nexus and a name drop right there. Well, the the name Zenos means stranger. I had a band yeah. named Stranger. Zenos is a stranger. You're right. Yep. But but they had to be uh, basically in Camelot, right? At that point, that's what that was called. Very MK Ultra, uh, CIA controlled. And psyop controlled project by the Vatican, that was a, a huge rabbit hole uh, presidency or era right there. Then they try to uh, uh, make the a dual White House or a dual Capitol system with one of them being in the West Coast, I believe in Malibu. 
they were all over the world, so. No, I don't, but that was, you're absolutely right about the, the Hollywood, Florida, Hollywood, California connection. And, and, you know, you'll know them by their names and their symbols. And they're, they're very repetitive with those, with those things. And so absolutely, yep. Yeah, I pretty much research everything. So when I go and do a deep dive, I research the inception of both Hollywood, California and Hollywood um, in Florida. And uh, the same people that were in Hollywood, California were also, um, there's a, an individual, I'm working with Megan Walsh. She's the daughter of John Walsh. And John Walsh worked at the Diplomat Hotel. The Diplomat and the... Um, Fountain Blue were very prolific regions in my childhood. My grandmother was a singer as well, so I'm a second-generation singer. And I believe that she performed at those venues where Frank Sinatra yeah. and um, JFK was at the Fountain Blue with um, Edith Exner Campbell or Edith Campbell Exner, whatever her name was. Um, she was one of JFK's mistresses and. Uh, Sam Giacano was there. So we, we had the faction of the mob which moved into Florida. And, Sam Giacano uh, was definitely CIA. Yeah, and then yeah. we have Meyer Lansky who was running his operations out of the Fountain Blue and working in conjunction with... Uh, the military was working in conjunction yes. with the CIA in Operation Underworld. For the Cuba, for the, the Cuba problem. And yeah, not just for Cuba though. They were they're they're creating straw corporations out of uh, the out islands in the Bahamas yeah. region, and uh, they were funneling you know money through that. Oh, absolutely! Uh, the, no, that, the that's a, that's a, a you could literally have a, a college class on just that Operation Underworld alone, and Sam Giacana as well. Like um, no, my ears immediately perked up when you said. Uh, this era because I'm fascinated with obviously a, a way before my time, uh, but it's the connection between the CIA MK Ultra prostitution, human trafficking, the sexual mind control, the sexual revolution as it was you know used as a weapon, uh, everything from the hippie movements of the 60s to the uh, hedonism that like the swinger culture and things of your if you know your uh, your more square. Uh, conservative. It was, there was a full-on blitz on the American yes, as well psyche. as as well as the uh, the Jesus Freak movement. That was yep. also a CIA oh, initiative yep. they, in which they, they would had get the cults girls. that came out of that. Yeah, they would get the girls or uh, disappear the girls either through uh, cults, uh, very much Manson family, very much uh, uh, the, the you know uh, Tate uh, uh, Bianca murders. Uh, very much yes. uh, all of that. It was all connected. Um, like I said, Marilyn Monroe was the was the mistress of JFK. Robert Kennedy, Sam Giacana at the same time. All the women that were singers in um, the music industry of Las Vegas and California, and uh, basically all of that southwestern culture uh, would get trafficked through Mexico, uh, through the Tijuana or the Arizona borders. Uh, a lot of everything from satanic sacrifice to. Uh, you know, Native American uh, exploitation, human trafficking. Um, it's a an extremely dark place, and I deal in usually very extremely dark matters. Uh, and so that's very much like that Twin Peaks level of 
of just Nightmare America, which I think is a super important because people need to see it as that and not as spies and, you know, uh, Get Smart or James Bond type MKUltra stuff. No, MKUltra is the, 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 the methods of hypnotic control they got to literally destroy people's individualities and a bit like you know self uh, self direction self control and how they created generations of addiction sex addiction um, the, the 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 iron grip of organized crime in many communities uh, was through sexual blackmail of politicians and and the elite look at um, John Wayne Gacy in Milwaukee you know, and stuff like that, like, you know, it goes into that, like, there is nothing that happened outside, like, nothing happens in a vacuum, whenever you see a serial killer, that's just a tip of an iceberg for a thriving MK Ultra training program that's either happening, you know, from a street level or from the top down, and, 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 you know, I don't mean to, like, kind of jump in and take the conversation, but no, very interesting stuff, absolutely, um, and, and, you know, very much, I don't know if you've seen the movie Blue Velvet. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's very much what that blue, that blue dolphin, uh, hotel was. Like, that hotel life, that lounge culture life, those women were sexual slaves to mobsters, to politicians. And they, that was very much the idea of a modern day, uh, sexual slavery and harems and, and they called them stables of women. And things, and, and you're right, like everyone, no suspicious suicides, Marilyn Monroe, for example, that's probably the most prolific and high, high profile MK Ultra victim. You know, no, no suspicion that her death was linked with all of them, especially Sam Giacano. But, uh, yes, um, Going into your life personally, not like the pedigree or the roots. Uh, how was your MK Ultra experience? What did they use you at for? Or you know, not to be uh, brass or crass about that. Like, uh, what was the experience? And, and I'm very happy that you survived and are able to talk about it and are willing to talk about it because many people don't and aren't when they do. So, what can you help us? Uh, you know understand the project that I was born into is called Project Genesis Subproject Eve which is a cloning project like I found out that I was talked about the X-Files I'm sorry like, like the one they disclosed on the X-Files yes the X-Files is partially about myself that, that, no, that was absolutely disclosure especially those seasons no, absolutely. And so you were part of the Eve program, the Adam and Eve cloning programs after Paperclip. Basically, the boys of Brazil, but boys of America, or boys and girls of America. That's correct. That's 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 fucking. How how would you, how did you come to learn that, or were you always uh, aware I, of that? I I I I would need more than two seconds to try and explain it. So right, I need please. to actually say what I'm saying so that we don't go off on a tangent somewhere. Oh, yeah, please. Absolutely. So I'm sorry. Yeah. Please let me, you know, explain to you because I think that's why we're here. So I was born August 11th, 1958 in Hollywood, Florida. 
I was raised in North Miami Beach at 1255 Northeast 202 Street off of Ives Dairy Road in Ives Estates. Now, the character in Stranger Things I came upon after I was declared enemy of the state and thrown in a crazy house for a year. I was asked, do I want to end up like Assange and Snowden? And I didn't understand what they were talking about because I had no idea that I was MK Ultra. I had just found out that my former agent in the 90s who slept with me was my brother. I found this out from my first husband, Steve Zenos, who was a doctor in psychology. He wasn't practicing. He did counsel at one point, but he ran his parents' psychological practice. They were in the psychological practice for over 38 years. They had prior, prior lived in Palos Verdes, and in Palos Verdes, they were teachers while they were working on getting their PhDs. They taught at Palos Verdes High School. Steve went to Rolling Hills High School, but he bought blow or cocaine from those two individuals that they made the movie of, Falcon and the Snowman, which one of them worked for TRW, and they both were subsequently um, incarcerated for espionage and treason against the United States. These are the people that Steve grew up with. I had no idea that Steve knew my brother for 40 years. I found out in June of 2017, and in July, three weeks later, he was dead of a heart attack. And then subsequently in September, I was guided to a hospital and literally checked in by the characters, with people with the characters with the names of the characters in a television series I was writing called Bradford and Valentine. I am a cypherist. I write things that are true. I write in ciphers. I also decipher ciphers. So I can take a numeric cipher and decipher it into words. I can also remote view. I can look at things in pictures and, and figure out things from the pictures. These are skills that were hidden from me as I started breaking MK Ultra when I left my husband in March of 2016. He told me I would be arrested, I'd be thrown in a crazy house, and I would be made homeless. And those things happened. But I did not know that he knew my first handler, Darrell, or that he knew my brother, John. I introduced him to John at one point, not knowing that they already knew one another. So these individuals are in every single family, and it takes a lot of work for you to find out your genesis as well. Now, regarding the project that I was born into, I have no idea what the actual components are. I'm still researching it. There is no literature on it. I've had people tell me, yes, they know all about the project, that it's part of Genesis 6, which it is not. Genesis 6 was about the Nephilim, and this is not the same Genesis project. We have covert projects, which they've availed the public of some of these projects, because MK Ultra has never changed. It's continued, and it... Its auspices actually go back to the eugenics program, which started in the 1900s in, um, I believe it was the Rockefellers uh, in the 1910 that were in Long Island. So then you have Long Island, which was also Montauk before it became an Air Force base. I think it was started by Carl Fisher. Not absolutely certain, but I know it was by a hotelier that was um, a prolific hotelier that went and established the Montauk region, a hotel there. Eventually, though, that succumbed to military interventions, as well as, um, as in California, through the Laurel Canyon, um, 
region, and uh, I think Jay Leto now has possession of uh, Lookout Mountain, which Lookout Mountain was a military region for uh, for filmography for um, the atomic bomb. Why Jared Leto has that now is very questionable. I've talked to one of his friends or one of the people that was in his band, and uh, she's separated from him, so... You know, friend is not a good word, but um, she said he's very, you know, heavy on the MK Ultra aspect. Mm-hmm. So I report on on Hollywood because I was in Hollywood for over fifty years, not just born in Hollywood, California, but also in the entertainment industry. So in regards to the project, what I started finding out more and more about because I asked questions: Why does my former agent look like Joseph Mengele, and why do I look like Irene Schoenbein, who married Joseph Mengele, and why does my murdered brother David, who wrote this book about the whistleblower, very thinly veiled, so that he, he basically, I think he thought that he wouldn't get killed if he veiled it, but he did get killed because it was thinly veiled, and um, he ended up getting murdered on Mission Beach. He lived there with the homeless people for two years, trying to get to me. He could have walked to my house. He was arrested over 50 times. My family, my husband was uh, a former retired uh, Carlsbad sergeant and also a sheriff at one time. His dad was a sheriff. He built the sheriff's museum in San Diego. He was a historian. So he uh, basically, I think what he was doing was he was hiding the historical uh, documents, which would lead to discovery of their malfeasance and criminal activities within the um, sheriffs and the PD in San Diego. San Diego is a military town, so I did not know when I went there that um, I didn't know the history of the town at all. And my last husband was sent to me. He's dead now, and I was with him for over 25 years, and he basically tortured me. So he wanted to know about the program and what happens. So I was taken, I believe, to Homestead Air Force Base, and I believe that the proponents of Montauk and Langley came to me. So at one point I said I was housed at Langley. I think that there was a chair at uh, Homestead Air Force Base in which I could be at Montauk. And when I was homeless in 2017, I drove by the NSA and I was pissed. I drove by NASA and I was pissed. But when I drove by Langley, my arms locked on the steering wheel and I was so angry. My entire body was shaking and I thought my head was going to spin off and I was going to eject out of the car. I was so angry for like two hours. And that's an unusual response to be angry when you're crossing past Langley. So I know Langley uh, employees had everything to do with my torture. Um, when you're watching Stranger Things, it avails you of some things, but there's there's heavy, heavy coding in there in which people don't understand what it's actually about. Yes, peripherally, it is about MK Ultra. Yes, it's about dimensional beings because dimensional beings actually exist. My name is Penny, and my full name is Penny L.A. Shepard. Um, that the last name was a name that I prayed and I asked God, what is my name after I left John, who was my agent? And that's the name that I was given because I knew that as a child, I knew my last name was not my name. So I went an entire lifetime not knowing what my actual name was, but I knew it wasn't my given name. At one point, my my two brothers that I grew up with did not grow up with John. My two brothers that I grew up with, they said that my father was not their father. So I thought it was just, well, they're, they're just disinheriting him, right? 
you know. Yeah, like, but they yeah. were actually saying that was not their father. It was a confession, but you thought it was a metaphor or like a, yes. a, a turn of phrase. But no, that was a literal confession. Yes, and so David now is dead, and uh, I found out when I started doing research on my brother John, who represents Madonna, Lady Gaga, Katy Perry, Jay-Z, Beyonce, Kanye West, um, Steve Martin, Jay Leto, Jay Leno, rather, uh, Whoopi Goldberg, Dana Carvey, uh, just a virtual plethora of individuals that are all Illuminatists. Um and I was unavailed of this when I was working with them in the 90s. We did not have the Internet. The Internet came later. I didn't even have a phone. You didn't have cell phones. If you wanted to contact me, you had to beat me. And I'd have to pull, a, you know, pull, look at the phone number on the beeper and pull off the freeway and find a telephone booth. So, you know, we didn't have this technology that we have today. We also didn't have the technology which, in which we could examine pictures Um in uh and enlarge them i did work for i worked for many different corporations i was a temp i was an executive assistant i was i had my own legal work processing business i worked for huge law firms for scientific and medical firms all throughout the united states uh when i toured i had i usually either if i toured and i was in a band and i did that full-time and then also if i was at home i I had two jobs and was pretty much going to school um, my entire life. So, and so, in regards to the torture received in the project, it was waterboarding, drugging, um, interrogation, being chained, being starved, being beaten, um, being raped, um, being caged. You know, a range of different things that, that happen, and I'm still trying to assess the memories from that. So, and this the, is from in the regards, people at Langley. This is from what you have. This is from my you, family. Oh, your family. This is from my family, and then also in the project, I know that Langley people were involved. Oh. See, California and uh, its sister state, Florida. Florida had more agents, more CIA agents than Langley itself. Yep. You're right. No, you're right. No, absolutely. I, I, can, I can confirm that. That's where the Hand of Death was operating in the Everglades. And That's correct. And they had uh, programs, uh, including the one that the um, the Gemini killer was uh, involved with, launching balloons uh, across the Caribbean Sea from the Key West. Key West. Uh, mm-hmm. That's a huge CIA and Navy uh, Navy intelligence uh, is all. It, Navy owns Florida as well. And that's that's big time. Both. Yeah, the Navy pretty much wrote the checks for MKUltra. Yeah, exactly. That that's basically. If you're looking at a, at who does this, it's the Navy and the CIA, and they both own Florida, and they're operating there in every city. Orlando, for example, huge CIA. Uh, Disneyland, you know. Yeah, well, it's pretty much a peninsula that has all these access ports in which you can sex traffic and drug traffic and weapon yep. traffic through any covert little inlet. Oh, absolutely. Um, and the fact that um, the Golden Circle, the Golden Circle is the Freemasonic, uh, I guess you call it grandfather of all this. Uh, again, uh, and that just goes into my own research, the Knights of the Golden Circle. They were the ones who wanted to create a, uh, a slave empire. So Texas, Louisiana, Alabama, Mississippi, and Florida 
plus the Caribbean, and there's no coincidence that they use Mexico and the Caribbean. Um, right. the, the Gulf Coast cartel, for example, is the Mexican cartel that deals with all the drugs, and how do you think they get it through? The Bushes, who own the oil rigs in the Gulf Coast of Mexico, <laughs> let it through Texas. And, and you know, and, and the Florida and, and that. There's no reason. It, it, this is, there's no coincidence. There's, nothing, there's no coincidence ever. It's all in the... No. But no, I'm not going to go back in that tangent. So, yeah, um, I, can, I can confirm that. I can absolutely confirm that. Absolutely. That Florida is spook central, uh, MK Ultra central. Uh, Texas, too, has uh, the largest um, uh, CIA presence with, like, armories and, and bases in San Antonio and Houston and things like that. Especially San Antonio that people don't even talk about. The largest armory, for example, the CIA armories in San Antonio and the world. That's crazy. Yeah, no, yeah, we, we both uh, are, I'm not going to dox you or anything, but Texas, you know, we both are, are now familiar with Texas. Texas is like Florida, you know, it's basically in that Gulf Coast. Yeah, I'm not even sure how I ended up here, okay? I don't know because how. I, I, was a, I was a Californian, so I basically fled California, and then I was told I was going to get arrested and thrown in a crazy house by my CIA deep state husband. I ended up at my aunt's house, who their last name is Manger. The Mingers are the Mingalays. Uh-huh. So many Germans here, too. So many Germans. Yeah. I remember my mom telling me when I was in high school, she's like, um, I took chorus, and she's like, we will have no singers in this family, because her mom was a singer. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. She says, you will take Spanish or German. I'm like, German? How many how many Germans are in Florida, Ma? Because oh, I was a ignorant. Lot. A lot. Exactly. That's what people don't even realize, is that um, there are German-speaking towns in Texas. Like, yes, and they're all, but the German-speaking towns are all over, and people mm-hmm. don't realize that that's why they're named Germanic. Like in uh, Wisconsin, I had to go through. I was looking up the Darlington name, which is my, one of my names. I was going to the Darlington Library, and I had to go through New Berlin. And I'm like, I don't want to go through New Berlin. No. I didn't even like Old Berlin. No, no, exactly. No, the the Project Paperclip. Uh, they they had Crystal City. Uh, and like I said, we 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 shouldn't go down these tangents, but just five seconds of it. Uh, just for anyone listening, you know, who, who's curious, Crystal City is where they brought the POWs from um, World War II. And they would just get them, give them an American set of clothing, and just let them go and let them out right. the gate. And they never, you know, they, where, they never left. Where I ended up living, I ended up living in Bastrop. And um, I'm with, she now became my best friend. And I rent some space from her. And I, I moved with her because our friend Chet Swift was murdered on our ranch. The ranch was called Camp Swift. Camp Swift was given to Susie by her former boss, who was a very prolific and well-known salary maker and a rodeo star. And he actually got caught in Cuba and then asked LBJ, which is like his cousin or something like that, to uh, help him get out of Cuba at that time. He also knew Capone, and so he had a very long you know, career. He gave her that ranch. Camp Swift was a German POW camp, and some lady came to stay with us and tried to gas us. We almost died, gassed on a former POW internment camp okay. in Bastrop. Uh, see, it, it, no, absolutely. Uh, people, mono, uh, so gassing is, is they, so the assassin methods... To kind of just go into that one, the assassin methods, everyone always thinks uh, guns, choking, strangling with like a piano wire. It's usually m- carbon monoxide. It's usually uh, arsenic or even things like even more exotic chemicals that can easily be pl- blamed on accident 
or just I, uh, shit, you know, just I mean, who knows how he drank so much Visine and like uh, uh, right. Yeah. I remember when I left my husband Steve's in us. I was gonna. I know that he, his dad killed his mother. I think it was uh, it was a component which is tasteless and odorless, but I think it was I can't remember the name of it. Some kind of like di- dioxin or something like that. Exactly. Which was used by the angel of death. So I remember meeting with this uh, doctor who wanted to date me, and uh, I was in Palm Desert, and I'd been in Palm Desert a whole lot with my first husband and with Darrell who was my first uh, fiancé, who I believe is the son of Albert Spears, Hitler's Minister of War. And um, I told him I was going to write a book called The Ex-Mrs. X, because I was the ex-Mrs. X, but then so was his mother. His so mother. is the Mrs. X a title that passes, or is it just like a rank, or is it like an actual, uh, you know, like no, it's the actually, Queen of Hearts? his name was Xenos. Yeah, but they have like a Queen of Hearts. They have, I've heard <laughs> Mr. X, and I've heard Mrs. X right, many times. Right, what I'm saying is that his, they called them Dr. X. Dr. Their name X. was Zenos. Yep. Oh, no, I understand well, it was Zenos. that it was shorthand. So, so they called Steve Dr. X. Mm-hmm. And I, when I married him, I was called Mrs. X. Okay. So it was, that was, that's what I was called. Okay. So then I was going to write a book called The Ex Mrs. X after I left him. But I wasn't just referring to me divorcing Steve. I was referring to the ex Mrs. X's mother, who I believe was murdered. And then I, I talked to this doctor about finding an, a colorless, odorless drug that was undetectable. So if you don't look and look for it in an autopsy, or if they don't perform an autopsy, they just say you had a heart attack. Mm-hmm. But you didn't have a heart attack. You actually, and this is a drug that they put in you to put, to bring you back when you had a heart attack. So if they put it in your in your drink, which it would cause an alcohol, cause an, an, a heart attack, and then they pump it into you when they come there, it's in the system. They're not going to test for it. Oh, and, and don't even uh, have any faith in the, the so-called system. It's so ingrained with Freemasons and other secret societies that there is not a, a legitimate No, exactly, coroner. meaning in her bloodstream. Yeah, there's not a legitimate coroner or mortician in the country, let alone the no. world. All of them are crooked. All of them are on the payroll or take. All of them. From Naguchi on down, the person that signed her death certificate, his name was Afro Siabi. And now this individual that I talked to, he's like, well, that sounds a little far-fetched. When I told him the name of Afro Siabi, he went white. And he says, now I'm beginning to think that you're telling the truth. Yep. And he says, I know that person. He says, even the Persians don't like him. Because that individual was the one that... um, that gave her a clean bill of health. She was on diet pills. And then the father, Steve's father, was also named Steve. He took out a million-dollar life insurance policy on her. And then, like, two week, two months later, she's dead. Yep. You can't get it. They don't even try to hide it. They really don't. Like, you can't make this up because they don't care. They're not, they're not afraid of getting caught. No, They're nothing afraid. happened to him. He didn't exactly. get caught. They didn't do, they, there was no autopsy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, immediately I said to my brother David, I think his dad killed his his mom. And then I flew to Guam. After the funeral, I was like, I'm freaking out of here. Because, you know, are you going to pull another Steve on me and, and get life insurance on me and then kill me? And Guam, Guam itself is, uh, you know, I've heard some messed up things about Guam. 
Yeah, Guam's well, very messed up. I couldn't I've stay there for very long Guam. either. I'm an empath, so I actually feel things in other people. So if I shake your hand, I and not with everybody, but sometimes I shake people's hand, and I know I know about them. You know, I know whether they're evil, and I know things about their past. You got the I, shining. Kinda. You know, no, no, I'm saying like you got the shine. I, I'm not. I didn't make that up. That was way before my time. Exactly. Like you got the shine. Like that's what they call it, right? Like this. Like you know, you got some kind of sixth sensibility. That. that well, they use me as a psychic spy. Yeah. That's why they use me as a psychic spy because let's, of my let's ability. That. Let's explore the psychic spying, the psychic uh, abilities you have, and how that's manifested. You know, in your well, life. Well, I, I, okay, so I didn't know I had these abilities because they kept erasing me. And, um, you know, basically what they do is they say, oh, you're just being dramatic. When you're, when you're like saying, hey, that person killed the other person. Oh, you're just being dramatic. When in fact it's true. So they, they're dismissive of you because they don't want you to know who you are. And I believe that this is everybody on the planet has these abilities. So if you're being dismissed, you know, you need to actually research your, your lineage. And in my case, it was difficult to do because I believe that they actually totally lied about who I was. They forged the birth certificate. I'm still working on trying to find out who I am. But I look like Irene Mengele, who married Joseph Mengele, but they got divorced. So did Joseph Mengele take Irene's eggs and implant them in Martha, who he married Martha, who was his uh, brother's widow? They said they got married to keep the Mengele tool implementation uh, company, but you know he was doing experiments all over the world. So did he, in fact, implant her? Did they make me in a test tube and do IVF? And did you know? Did Martha have a litter of uh, you know Joseph Mengele babies? No, they I, don't these are things that. I don't know. Oh, yeah, we're getting buzzed. We're getting buzzed by a Navy plane right now. It'll be past us in a second. There you go. So they don't release that information, though, for the test tube babies. No, you will never, it will never yeah. be released. You will never know who they are. So yeah. in regards to boys from Brazil, that they short, they shortcutted what that actual project was. They showed you about it. Gregory Peck played Joseph Mengele. He also played the father in the omen. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, and he was born in La Jolla. But they um, shortcutted it. I don't believe it was a hundred babies. I believe it was thousands. I believe yes. it was anybody that supported the the Uber Super yes, Soldier absolutely. and the Third Reich. Then they gave them the everlasting life through the Uber Soldier. Yeah, it wasn't Hitler at all. That's where the movie gets everyone fucked up and confused because they're like, "Oh, it was they're Hitler clones." No, Hitler never no. wasn't in the. Well, Eugenics. yes, it was Hitler clones as well. So yes, they did clone Hitler many times because Chet, one of his missions from Kissinger was to hunt Hitler, and I don't think he was hunting Hitler. I think he was hunting Hitler clones. But they didn't just clone Hitler, is what I'm saying. They yeah. cloned Joseph Mengele. They cloned all of the, the all of the people auto. that were beholden to the to the Reich. They cloned. Them. Who was that guy? Otto, Otto's, uh, man, I forgot his last name, Scott. I can't really even pronounce it if I remember it. There was a commando, Otto, and he helped with the Odessa rat lines, and he basically uh, was like the Nazi super soldier prototype. He was like the Nazi Rambo. Uh, he he was cloned a lot. They filled entire armies with that guy's DNA, and that became Dark Fleet, Notwaffen, and the Fourth Reich which operates right. out of South America, specifically uh, Argentina, Brazil, and uh, Chile, uh, Uruguay, Paraguay, as special forces. I know when I started researching, 
my computer got breached on Facebook too mm-hmm. from uh, Sao Paulo, Brazil. And I was like, do I know anybody there? And, you know, why am I getting breached from Sao Paulo, Brazil? And it wasn't just the first one. time. It happened a bunch of times. That's where Joseph Mandela moved. No, I remember, um, so because life is like this, and I know you know it's like this, your journey in life helps open your eyes, right? And each each uh, little part, and I remember in college meeting Brazilians who were blonde-haired and blue-eyed. Right. And yeah, they had a whole twin town out there. Yeah, they explained Brazil to a, a, a from a local's perspective. And that they don't consider themselves a Hispanic country because they're so European that it's like, you know, um, America in terms of if, you know, the the cliche idea of an American is a Caucasian, you know, or someone of European descent. The same thing with a a Brazilian. Yes, I also talked to an individual who said that his father um, wrote a book. I got the book and it was written in Spanish and, and he worked for the Argentinian junta in the Argentinian government and um, he said he wrote a book about taking Joseph Mengele's DNA back to Germany mm-hmm. after he was allegedly killed in 1979 which that was false so attack. when I researched when I researched that it, they said that he was with one of his aliases was um, not Gunther um, he, had an, he was staying with an individual and that individual uh, went to the hospital and they they said Joseph Mengele died. They left his body on the beach for like six hours and then came back to retrieve it. Which makes absolutely no sense. Did they not have room in the ambulance for two people? No, the whole story is is bunk, and it just to try to get. But the this times. individual told me I I bought the book, and his father was <laughs> some very prolific uh, individual, and so I said I think. What they took back there was clone a clone of him. Yeah, of course. That they grew because then that would match the DNA, and that and that was one of the tests, right? Oh, if you can declare that that's him, or if you can declare that uh, that was when they said that Hitler suicided himself, he didn't. He actually went to Argentina and to these other regions. Well, Mengele um, has been spotted in America. Mengele has been spotted in America uh, very yeah, recently. I was told that he. No, I was told he died, so it would have been a clone. I was told he died in like 2019. That oh. He'd taken some component for extended extension of his life, mm-hmm. and that he was executed and. In I think South Carolina or North Carolina, oh, which so, makes yeah, sense. He just yeah, I was referencing Max Spears and his testimony of seeing Dr. Mengele in Virginia, and yeah, that makes absolute sense that he would have seen him. I researched Max. And I've been talking a little bit to his mom. I haven't talked to him talked to her on the phone, but Max came to California. So Max was in California the same time I was. She studied the University of Northridge. Cal State Northridge, which is about two hours from where my brother uh, is, and my brother is head of MK Ultra, and he's he is a son of Joseph Mengele. So we all made in the Paperclip Project as from the sperm of Joseph Mengele, from the seed of Irene. There's a brother that I grew up with. David looked like John, and I didn't realize it at all until after he was dead and then I saw John on the red carpet with an individual that he represented and I was like wow now I understand why he looks so familiar because he looked like David whom I grew up with same height six foot three now the Mengele the Mengele um, pursuit or the Mengele obsession with 
um, body and genetics and and health. That, how so? How was that? If you know, connected so, with uh, so Joseph, music. Joseph Mengele. Joseph Mengele um, reported to von Schur. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he was one of many scientists, but he he got the rep as being the angel of death because he was the one that stood on the when the cars when the railroad cars came in. He said, "You live, you die. You get experimented on." And it was egregious, and they and they they had pictures of him hanging bodies uh, like you know cow carcasses on the wall, taking eyes and nailing them to the wall like art. Art. They were taking the skin and making. Bibles but and, this was vivisection, uh, which was absolutely commonplace in the day. Vivisection was the live autopsy and basically gruesome, uh, you know, uh, treatment of corpses for medical reasons. Yes, uh, but you don't. But even I, for I medical was, reasons, you don't make tables and chairs oh, from that. their from their entrails. Oh, I understand. No, there was a perversion. <laughs> there was a perversion in an art that no, and there a, still a, is a, a, a sadism, a sadism. Right, there still is. So what I'm what I'm trying to link it to is that this never changed so the third Reich which is now the fourth Reich is now eating children taking their skin wearing it yeah. um, absolutely drinking their blood so you know if you think that MK Ultra ended or you think that Joseph Mengele's reign ended it didn't it, it went on to perpetuity and yes there are cloning centers and I know that they've taken my DNA and they've made babies and clones from my DNA have I seen any of these I believe that one of John's uh, sons is actually my DNA son. To specify, Can I prove it? No. To specify the question, though, and, and to hit while the iron's hot, uh, Mengele's pursuit of twins and yes. uh, is what I was kind of going at more. But I was going to say, is that is that in some way about music? It because tra- his son's now controlling music as the head of MK Ultra, or at least a distant son. Um, yes. Uh, uh, but but one of lineage. Is that in pursuit of Mengele's ultimate vision, or an ultimate Fourth Reich vision, or an ultimate like, or well, is it just talent that that has the, now no, evolved? No, the music is the military music. industrial entertainment complex is the military industrial complex. So yes. just you put entertainment in there. Like the so, as- if you control the mind through the frequency, hmm? through the frequency of music, okay. What is CERN doing? CERN is using um, frequencies. Hmm? And they're creating dark matter. If you control the, the, the masses through the airwaves, the airwaves are frequencies, radio waves, frequencies. So music, frequency, it's also binary, and it is a universal language. So, and it is the most powerful because they use, it's not just for music, they're using the propagandists, they're, they're, they're creating demonic um, frequencies, which are engendering um, the demonic entities they're actually putting demonic entities in individuals and then these this demonic entity is then perpetrating through the airways and garnering support to create more demonic entities then they are also the frequency of fear of pain um, they they loose that they literally like live and feed off of that it charges them like an electro charge um, so, but it's not just that. We're talking about the entertainment industry is used for honeypotting, for sex trafficking, for pornography, for blackmail, um, and that's what the that's basically the purposeful uh, installation also of utilization for filmography and for um, you know the videos that you're seeing. They put covert and overt 
uh, messages within all of the movies, television series that you're seeing, as well as music, covert and overt symbology to either lure you into a demonic predisposition and then also through frequencies, a frequency can stir up anger. And they'll code an MK Ultra with coded words, and you have your shooter that goes out and kills people because they were literally coded with words. Like this last shooter, the 4th of July shooter, I just did a segment on him on Dave Zublik's show, in which he had the number 47 tattooed on his face. Mm-hmm. I tried to contact one of the people that said they worked with him in 2015. I wanted to know, did he, because 2016 was the first uh, the first Stranger Things that came out. In Stranger Things, there is a, a an entity called Vecna, and Vecna, the kids break into his house, and he has a rose, a stained glass rose on the door. And when I saw that, I was like, shit. So I, I went and oh, I looked back in the place, the back of the place that I lived, and I was like, there was a stained glass rose um, on the window, which is right next to the door. So I couldn't get an interior shot of the place because everything I had was taken from me. But I, I lived there for 25 years, you know, on and off. So I remember the stained glass rose. Well, the kid that was a shooter had a rose right around his there. neck. Yep. It wasn't just Rosicrucian. These things mean mean so much more. So the 47, I basically, many people have their conjectures, but I looked at the 47 and I said, that's Hitman 47, the movie in which this man is an assassin. He's an MK Ultra genetically enhanced super soldier. Oh, Agent that's 47? What this kid, yep. Yes. That's what this kid had tattooed on his face. Do you so, know what the guy had tattooed? The uh, Agent 47 had tattooed on his neck? Do you remember? On the back of the neck, that was a, a, bar a barcode. Cord. A barcode. Yeah, a barcode. No, absolutely. No, you're, you're right. You made that connection. Agent 47, the hitman from the, the video game series and the movies, had a barcode tattooed on his neck where the other kid had a rose and the number 47 tattooed on his face. You're absolutely right. Well, neck the rose tattoos, was on his face. The rose was on his neck. And the, no, the, no, the neck tattoo combo. Yep, you're right. The, right. the neck tattoo. But, you know, so I, was, I still haven't heard back from the kid that said that he worked with him. Um, you know, I don't know if he just went off of Twitter, but he had said he worked with him in 2015. So I did a, I think a whole that thing was, on I, that kid. I think that was a huge um, uh, MK Ultra plot, and and that the people who always say they worked with they they give that history, they're uh, they're somehow connected to the Freemasons either as an apprentice or an initiate, and that's their. Uh, two cents in trying to get like to a, another degree or another level because like I can't say I couldn't actually make that assessment unless I actually talked to them no of course but sometimes I, was like, I can people talk disappear. to people and I can actually hear through yeah. their words and how their their mannerisms are I can tell things about them that I wouldn't be afraid of now there are other people that um, I just talk to them in instant messenger and I can feel the evil coming from them and I block them it's a lot of that, uh, ma- so like the MK Ultra, like you said, is happening through music. It's happening through the horm- horm- har- sorry, harmonics and frequencies that are uh, being pumped through the air itself and into the ground using Tesla technologies. Uh, like you said, the the CERN, 
Um, it's also happening through the spoken word. So you have these these pastors yeah. that are demonic pastors. And I know because I was in the church system my entire life. And I now know why, because I was getting my MK Ultra fix. I was so also going to ask if movies are a big part of it. Yes, movies are movies and television series are in theater and uh, periodicals, books. You know, you have these uh, prolific authors like Tom Clancy, who uh, you know actually was availed of some top secret information when he was writing his books. And a friend of mine said he thought that he testified in front of Congress. That's something that I haven't researched. So I can't. I'm not prepared to speak on it. But when you're looking at people like Dean Coons, who writes about a COVID 400 variant in the 80s, and then I researched the individual that he's writing about, who I, he probably came over with a floppy disk. He was a technologist for real. I found him that worked at the Wuhan laboratory, and this is in the 80s. So he's telling you that they had a 400 variant, in which maybe it was a pristine. Um, biological sampling which they could then work on again so they've been working on these variants for years for the, its final introduction into the world's theater to basically take down the world's uh, monetary um, systems because and, and to institute control and lockdown um methodologies on the people to see who's going to uprise and who's not. And the uprising we're seeing right now, we're seeing the rebound of that operation throughout the globe when you're looking throughout the world and um, uh, what's, the, what's the, one com- the one country where the, the PM just fled? Oh, Sri Lanka. Yeah, so Sri Lanka goes down because they're starving. And so they're, they're asking, so you're seeing the civil unrest, which is occurring out throughout the, the world, resultant upon a, what I deem to be a PSYOP, a psychological operation, a global psychological operation, which has been um, in play for quite some time. Oh, absolutely. I agree with that. I agree entirely. Uh, I was thinking, though, that there is obviously the, the legacy of subliminal messages and, but I also believe that our society now is completely an MK Ultra experiment. Um, yes. And that America itself, in many ways, was a proto MK Ultra experiment. Um, that they had basically, they understood these processes from the age of the Greeks and even before that because of the uh, massive human slave trade that is right. that not even hidden in human history. So they understood how to break and, and control individuals psychologically. And one of those was isolation. Another one was yes. wearing a mask and muzzling and um, having to, uh, you know, submit to medical practices. And they are definitely... See, the idea of America being the land of the free, it's... it's a, it, I mean, it's, it's just a slogan. It's a branding it's item. Yeah, Coca-Cola is not better than Pepsi. America is not any freer than anyone else. Individuals can be free if they liberate themselves, but it's always been an MK Ultra experiment. It's always been a Freemasonic um, experiment, a, a Freemasonic tribal control over who they consider Goyim, who they consider just animals. And um, they said it's... It's their own children, so it's very Saturnite, and that's the difference between um, that, that. That's that extra, you know, that touch, that je ne sais quoi of America is that Saturnine, it's Saturnine as well. It's Saturnian, and so it's always preying on its own children, and everything it does is a sacrifice of its own children and youth, 
and this kind of like uh, Beltane Moloch worship. Like it sends its kids to war. It 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 you know it sends its kids to college. It sends its kids to camps. It sends its kids to um, you know everything is about like to play sports to be musicians. It, it it's all pushed towards youth because society is literally. Um, you know, brainwashing, and as I, and when you say, "Well, society is brainwashing you," everyone kind of knows that, but people don't really get it. And it's because right. I try to explain to people what the what the broad based implications are of MK Ultra, because everyone's like, "Well, I'm not a super soldier. Well, I wasn't tortured. Well, I wasn't brought to a deep underground military base." I say, "Have you read a book in your life? Exactly. Have you have you watched a movie? Have you gone to church?" Have you uh, have you job. been taught in a school? Have you had a job? Because that's big yes. and the subtle bullshit of, of having to work for a wage, uh, especially yes. in, a, in a big corporation. Because all corporations are controlled by Illuminati Freemasons. And if you look at just the symbols on like a, a training manual or a hiring sheet, you're like, okay, I'm complete. Or a dollar bill. You know, have you ever seen a dollar bill? Yeah, then you're being brainwashed by Freemasons and the Illuminati. Right. And you're what? Yeah, hey, look at the dollar. I say, if you've ever understood the value of a dollar, that very American. I, just, I, I remember yeah. having this one individual who said, "Oh well, you know, I can't. I I don't want to interview you." He was a, a, somewhat of a pastor. I can't interview you because your definition of MP Ultra is different than anyone else's. You don't mention anything about DID. I said, "Well, I do mention DID, but if you're if you're going to allude to the fact, because he's like, when well, you say everyone's under MK Ultra, I say they are. They are. The oh. Entire world is under MK Ultra. But if you're if you're not going to interview me because my definition of MK Ultra is different than everyone else." And we need then to stop. we do have a problem. Yeah, we need to stop uh, thinking that the Christian right or the orthodoxies of any religion are separate from these basically satirized... They are MKUltra. No, exactly. I say all they religions are false. Are. No, I've, I've spoken to Muslims. And, I've spoken yes. to Jews. I've spoken to Christians of all different kinds of uh, branches, creeds, denominations, and levels of commitment. And ultimately, it's all the same... Abrahamic, which is was a black magic practice from the Egyptian slavery system. It's all Egyptian magic. It all goes down to the tiles, the black and white checkerboard, or green and gold if you're very oriental about it. But you know that idea of, uh, of duality or supreme creator worship at the sacrifice it's just, it's of the material. It's a control system. Yeah, it's a control system. It's a hive so, mind. You, know, a, you, go, a, you go into the, this, this hive mind of religiosity. Mm-hmm. I say I don't do religiosity. Um, I do believe in God, and I do the only name that I called upon to rebuke demons is Jesus. Many people are like, no, they didn't have J's. Dude, that's the name I called upon when I was getting murdered, waterboarded, and that that calling upon that name actually disseminated the demons i don't know why and then there's an, another fact that we don't speak about which is a hierarchy of malevolent and benevolent entities which reside upon this planet and then councils yep. of these individuals so you know when i asked when i started waking up and i said how are these people using the name of jesus i was told because I died a bunch of times, and I went and I saw a council. But waking, I said, how are they using the name of Jesus? And I was told, I said, what is God? And they said, uh, we are a, a 
plan a panel of galactic overseers we're called the government of defense which stands for god said everything on this world is militarized and strategized i said i just want to know does jesus work for you and they're like yes but also know what you think and they said that that name is like also an acronym which means justice eternally serves us i said well how are the evil people doing this and they say well some of them their their god is the government of demons the government of darkness the government of draco that's G-O-D, right? Government of Draco, government of darkness. No, you're absolutely 100% I said, correct. How, how are they using the name of Jesus? They said, well, some of them, uh, you know, actually worship an entity because there's many entities out there. But then others, they worship power and control. Mm-hmm. And their Jesus, which stands for justice, means theirs is just us. Absolutely, I understand that completely. I am, I am one hundred percent behind you on that. No, absolutely. Uh, the galactic government of you know um, defense. I, I, yeah, no, I don't actually that know. I, that's very, I, I don't know anything about a galactic federation of life. I can't speak. No, to it's that. the same. I'm saying what's in the name, and that's the thing with people. They need to understand that if you actually approach life without language, you would be much un. What's more Correct, in tune but, with truth. but names are very important. If you're calling on a demon, you call on a different name. Now, here's the okay, rub with so that, because the, the, word, the Christians... The word is very important, so I don't... I Like I say, uh, the, the Christian theology and, and the Bible, there are many books missing from the Bible. Um, there are people that... that took it upon themselves to translate it and I if say they, they changed said words it yeah. made something different they put too okay. much emphasis on words they do not truly understand and so it becomes um um it becomes kind of very confused but at the same time um you know it, it's again it, what i would say is that let, let's just take it from a standpoint let's just say what god and this is a a parable what God made for good, the Satans, which are the Draco reptilians depicted in the Bible, they're legion, the Satans use for bad. So while words are important, it is how they utilize those words because they make words spells. Mm-hmm. As I was saying, it so becomes spellcraft. High That's magic, right. yes. It becomes spellcraft. So, where you're like, right. oh, it's Yahweh, and no, it's Jesus. Well, they didn't have Y, so it's actually Jesus, and then that's right. like, and you're like, okay, we're, we are we are going down the name game, and then you people are like scholars are spending their entire life. It's like it's J H V H, and it's just, it, right. and you're, it's Adonai. I just it's, say, it's, look, I know it like, works yes. for me, but I was being tortured. <laughs> And the name that I called upon, which disseminated spirits, okay? Oh, absolutely. Daryl Sands agrees. I, that's a name again, that does work. No, Jesus, yes. the calling invoking the name of Jesus. And the saying get the behind power. thing works, too. Against sure. any power, yeah. And not only yeah. that, the physical powers as well. Um, yes. And the material we're and fighting the material about, We're fighting powers and principalities. Oh, and I'm that's, not disagreeing that is at all. a fact. Yes, I'm not disagreeing at all. I just, you got to make that point that uh, when listening, it's not a, it's not it's not a issue of combat or hostility to understand yeah. that it's truth, and the truth yes. is that um, not say, if you aliens want to refer are not to false. Me- it, well, the idea of like everything that's not Jesus is evil. And I have to talk to many, many different people. Okay, yeah. I talk to many people with different cosm- cosmologies. I talk to people that they say they don't. They believe in that God is referred to as source. Or, uh, you know, I say, do you pray to the God of truth, justice, and righteousness? That's it. Exactly. No, Who love. Who do you like pray to? That, yeah, is, is love wise? 
is, and that's always what I say, love is always wise, never be cruel, uh, always be kind. These are universal truths. It doesn't yes, matter if you're a Buddhist or a Hindu or is, uh, a, a pagan. Which is why people yeah. are seeking, people who are seeking truth, that if you're praying to the resonancy or the frequency in which truth resides, mm-hmm. you will get truth. If you're praying for uh, for earthly things like cash and mm, uh, exactly. you know and to sex traffic or murder someone, then you would pray to the government of darkness, right? And they will answer you. Well, no, I'm not doubting that these people are a highly satanic cabal and all the dark, evil, black magics that you can imagine man has created. Even voodoo, uh, you know, the, the tribal pig. Yeah, black evils. magic's real. No, people no, don't absolutely. understand that that's not real. Absolutely. No, it's like, like, oh, MK no, that's just some bullshit. No, it's real. No, the MK Ultra people are actually more enlightened believers in the universal truth of things. Yes. Even in their evil and dark pursuits. Then the warriors of light and the good forces of light, and this is where the balance comes from without getting too meta into it. In my opinion, that the forces of light need to read more and open their eyes and minds more because it's only in their naivety that the evil is even allowed to exist. If they would just look in the shadows, they could see the evil hiding there. And because you know, when, they- you're ta- when you talk about prayer or meditation, basically, same thing. Um, what are you doing? Because they've they've shown an actual physical change in someone who prays. Oh, yeah. What is uh, that? When you're praying, you're actually raising a frequency, right? A frequency of hope, mm-hmm. a frequency of love. One enlightened you know, a person. A frequency of seeking of seeking the the truth and the light as opposed to yes. the dark. This is really a, a battle between light and dark sides of the force, but one enlightened person, one Jedi master who is working with love and service and service to spirit, the big spirit, and has himself uh, grounded and connected with his own path, is worth 10 million dark side souls, or people yes. living materially only. And it's, you, know, you had asked me earlier about some of the things that I can do. And I didn't know I could do these things because they kept saying, you're just being dramatic. But one of the last handlers I had who sex trafficked me out of the crazy house, he was a commander at the DAV. His name was George. He told me he was at a top secret facility in Heidelsburg during the Cold War. And uh, he was in the cipher department for two generals. I was like, that's interesting. Because when I started talking to him, I thought I was talking to George Luna, who was one of my, one of my drummers in a band that I'd been in. And... I'm like, well, he said, didn't I tell you that? I'm like, uh, no, George, I, you know, I went to your wedding and I don't remember any of you ever telling me that. I worked for you, with you for years. But then I find out not the same individual. This guy says he works for the agency, meaning that he works for the CIA. So he was not and the same person, mistaken identity on your part? Or when was I was he talking to him on the phone. He, when I was talking to him on the phone. Okay. Okay, sorry, I was confused. Oh, I get it, I get it, I get it. Right, I thought I'm talking, I think I'm talking to George Luna, my uh, my drummer from years ago. Yeah, you and were I'm actually mistaken. talking to this other George. Yeah, you were the one mistaken. I thought he was, yes. a, I thought he was impersonating this guy. No. And being like, uh, oh, I'm George, and you were no, like, I went to your say, wedding, and he's all like, mwahaha, yes, like, right, you're convinced. Like. Right, and so I say, how are the kids? He says, well, they're all grown up, and I'm thinking, okay, you know, I haven't seen you in a while, George, right? No, that happens. So that's I've, the only George that I knew. I have that heard when from people I truly trust and in my own life experiences know that government spies will impersonate family members, distant family members, 
and that classic, hey, I'm your long lost. Like, I don't know if you've seen that movie, uh, There uh, There Will Be Blood, where that guy, yeah. the, his brother, this guy comes up and he's like, I'm your long lost brother. And, you know, that's a thing people will do. They will try to assume identities to get close to you. So I was, yeah, I was so thinking that was I, one of those I've had situations. This, I've had the, I've had the kind of the opposite. Mm-hmm. Although they, it's they, they have fake personas, but they're living with you. You don't know who they are. They are yes. who they say they are, but yet they're not. So yeah. they're, they're playing like the parts of five thousand different people. Yeah, so I you was, know, I, I was that, thinking that this George fella. You thought he was a drummer from your band, and he was like, Just oh, from yeah. his name. You know, just I from have... his name. I didn't say, is this George Luna? Okay, I saw, I'm, I'm sorry. Just with the name, with the name George. No, absolutely, because, absolutely. Sorry uh, about I that. Had, I've, been ta- I've met this person outside of a Walmart, and he said he was working for the agency. With the company, yep, the CIA. Yes, yep. yes. And so Which, as this spies, guy, they're very this guy also knew, he also knew my blood type. Well, I didn't even know my blood type. They're also knew that I've been. They're just creepy. He also knew that I've been thrown into a crazy house when I was in San Diego because they uh, MK altered me under Omega uh, suicide protocol. The last thing I remember was talking about Marilyn Monroe. I was chained to a bed for a month, and they drugged me. And there was an individual in there that looked like Kirito Ishii, who I'm pretty sure died. Uh, Herito Ishii was a surgeon general for Japan. So Herito Ishii ran MK Ultra experiments, and we brought him into Fort Detrick after the war, like two years after the war. He disappeared. I believe he was working with Joseph Mengele and uh, um, unit making, creating clones. Yeah, the the unit seven seven thirty one. Yes. Unit seven thirty one. Yes, uh. I saw that individual. If it wasn't him, it was a clone of him or a son or something. I saw him in a general's uniform in the, in the hospital that I was in. I didn't realize it until years later. And then I'm asking myself, how would I know what Ishii looked like? Because seriously, he was born in like 1890-something. And he, I believe, and Von Schur, I believe they worked together. Because he did work with Joseph Mengele, so he, Von Schur was like four years younger than him. And so Von Schur, nothing happened to Von Schur. I'm sure ended up teaching at the collegiate level and saying, I'm not a Nazi. When he, in fact, all of Joseph Mengele's reports went to Von Schur. So who was he disseminated to? So Herito uh, Ishii disappears. He, he had, uh, he was going to drop biological warfare um, on uh, San Diego in Operation Terror Blossom at night, August 15th, 19. Uh, 45, and then in September, Japan uh, signed a treatise, and uh, Prince Philip, I believe, was there. Well, the Navy—I know the U.S. Navy did eventually use germ warfare on California, specifically San Francisco, and, and I'm assuming yes. much, much more of the coast as well. Yes, um, they did. No, so, so he um, may have had a because hand in that. what Horatio, what what he did was his thing was more bio warfare, but he was also a geneticist, so he was doing. Joseph Mengele experimentations and he killed, you know, minimum 50,000 people that we know of. We have no idea how many he ground up and made into food or made clones from their DNA. So then he, in 1947, he comes, we bring him over here, we thank him for his work, but I believe he's working with Joseph Mengele and creating more clones. And then he disappears and then he shows up 
um, the day after Madonna's birthday. So I'm born August 11th, 1958. Madonna was born August 16th, 1958. He shows back up in Japan August 17th, 1958, and he subsequently dies in 59. And in fact, he did die, but did he make clones of himself is the question. And even then, a man's uh, legacy is his work. Because of a man creates and writes it down, his he can live forever. So right. So yeah, say he it, so say end. he actually they made clones of Joseph Mengele of all the the Fourth Reich people, um, and uh, you know, did he in fact make clones of himself? I'm going to say yes. I don't know who it was that I saw, but it definitely was not my doctor. Uh, who was uh, Dr. Lin was his name, but this individual was in a general's uniform, and I was like, Was it a Japanese general uniform, or a yes. Japanese military oh. uniform, or an American military I uniform? Don't, I don't know the difference between the two, because I'm not military. Okay. I just say it was green and add a lot of medals on it. Okay, no, it was, was oh, not, he could have been, he could it, be acting as an American military, uh, you know, advisor no, or something. This, no, this maybe, but this individual, when I looked at his face, I was like, Later on, when I recalled it, I was like, that looked like General Hirito Ishii. And I didn't know who it, who that even was. I had to look it up. I'm like, what, what, how would I even come up with that name? Well, we would, we, we've already kind of uh, established the fact that there is, with Operation Paperclip, obviously a lot of a connection with not only yourself, but America with these World War II Axis powers. And this is a clear fact. Um, I've spoken about it many times in my program. Uh, you, are, you are speaking to the choir. When it comes to possible sightings, um, it reminds me very much of, and not like, just, but the X Files episode with the uh, Ninsai and the Japanese. They were Nisi. Nisi. Yes, they as a matter of fact, the way that I, the way that someone told me to watch that was a person yeah. that came to me that said that they took her ovaries at Norval Linda Hospital. She wanted to know what they did with them. I said they took your ovaries and they took the ovum and they made they froze them. They were using it for genetic experimentation. Yeah. And she says, okay, so then. I tell her, hey, go watch the X-Files because everything's important. What you name your kids, everything's important because I named my bird in 83 Snowden. I found that out later, what that was about. So uh, she says, hey, you need to watch this X-Files because I know Gillian Anderson looks like me. My husband looked like David Duchovny. So, you know, it would seem it would seem right because the X-Files started on a wicked case of examinal transplantation. It doesn't exist. Yeah, it, 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 it didn't exist And I was married lie. to Dr. It Zanos. to tell the truth. Yeah, that thing is 100% the truth. 100%. Right. So uh, I was married to Dr. Xenos, which the, the X-Files started on a wiggy case of Xenotransplantation. transplantation. They found it under X in the file cabinet. Yep. And then because they couldn't do any of the unsolved, there were too many unsolved, because the unsolved war, MK Ultra and genetic experimentations and biowarfare, which they couldn't, they couldn't solve them because the government had a strict lock on them. So they took the, the ones that were under you for unsolved, and they put them in the X drawer. But it started on a wiggy case of transplantation, which is a transplantation of genetic materials from one species to another. And I'm not talking about a pig heart. No, I understand what you're talking about, which is alien genetic colonization and hybridization programs, which is what Correct. I was going to say connects all of this together. Because so then this girl tells me I need to watch Nisi, which is also the alien autopsy thing. And when I'm watching it, as I'm watching it, I say, oh, that guy looks familiar. And then she says, oh, that guy looks familiar. Well, Gillian Anderson looks like me. She was born August 9th, 1968. So she's 10 years younger than me. She was born in Chicago, but she was schooled in London. So when I ask my husband, why does David Duchovny look like you? Because he's six years older than David Duchovny. I guess I've become enemy of the state, which I already was enemy of the state before that. But I'm 
around asking questions, right? You know, who would have thought that that would have ended up, you know, making you enemy of the state because you're saying, why does David Duchovny look like you? Why does Gillian Anderson look like me? Now, I'm not a medical examiner, and I didn't I didn't draw a paycheck from the FBI, but I did give intel to the FBI, into the CIA, and to all the covert factions, and they utilized me unbeknownst to me. Okay, so, you know, in the X-Files, in that, in that particular one, which is when I was availed more of the 731 uh, unit, because they say Ishii Maru, well, they're talking about Shirito Ishii, okay, they're just, they're, they're so thinly veiled, right, yeah, exactly. and they're talking about the experimentation, so when, um, when I'm watching it, she says, you need to watch this one, she said, do you remember why we started talking, I said, yes, you said you had cancer, and you overcame it, and they took your ovaries, she says, yes, and her name was Betsy, she says, well, Gillian Anderson, go, Scully, goes to look for Betsy, she finds out Betsy has cancer, I say, okay, she says, you need to watch it, I'm like, all right, why, and she says, because Penny answers the door, and I'm like, really? I do remember so that I go, episode. I do remember that so, episode very So clearly. I go back and I watch it. And so then I, because I am who I am and I'm a writer and I do character analysis, I look to see who played Penny. The person that played Penny, and Penny's name is Penny Northern. So Gillian Anderson was born in the north, as opposed to me who was born in southern Florida. She was born in Illinois. Okay, so the character that plays Penny Northern is Gillian Barber. Gillian Barber is my age. So Gillian is playing Penny, and Penny tells Scully, who's played by Gillian, that everything that happened to them happened to her, that she had her ovum and her fetuses taken, and they made babies and clones from her. I can tell you that... The level of subtext and interconnectivity, hypertext, uh, would make Thomas Pinchon blush in the X-Files. It really is that deep. It, it is incredible that you made that connection, though. That is, that is. Well, I started looking at all the pictures, too, and I started looking because I know that the movies are real. So this is one thing that I discussed um, on Dave Zublick's Dark Outpost on, on Friday, Central Standard Time. 10 to 1, sometimes 11 to 1 if he has somebody that needs it a little bit more time. I'm off this Friday, but I'll be picking up again on next Friday. And um, I discuss all of these things. I discuss movies are real. I take apart, I do decodes, which I am 11 in Stranger Things. There's no doubt in my mind, and that was availed to me from somebody who cleaned the toilets at a facility that I was held at for a year. She's like, you need to watch Stranger Things. I say, really? Because I just found out my family are Hitler's, Eichmann's, Mengele's, and Spears. Oh my. And I'm locked in a crazy house. There's nothing wrong with me. The 60 drug people trying to kill me. And then I watched it, and then I, I sent an email to Darrell, and I said, I know that little girl is me. So then I do the character analysis. So she's played by Millie Bobby Brown. My mom's name is Millie. My, my grandmother's name is Millie. And I have a brother named Bobby, who I found out about. And Brown is German for Braun. Eva Braun was Hitler's wife. Okay, so then um, they call her Jane Ives. Now, regardless of why the Duffers decided that they were going to use that Ives last name, I was raised in Ives' estates. So Jane would be Jane Doe from Ives. I'm still trying to figure out if the Duffer brothers were actually my twin boys that were taken from me in utero. And that would be the writers of the program? That would be the writers of the program. They were going to go to um, they were going to go to Florida University. I'm from Florida, right? But then they decided no. They ended up going to Chapman University, which is 15 minutes from my brother John's CIA office. 
And I refer to it as a CIA office because that's what it is. All roads do lead to Langley. All roads they do. do seem to lead there. No, uh, the and, Hampton and Langley's roads, not the just Hampton in Langley. Area. Yeah, the Hampton Roads area, right? That's what they call it. Like it's it's just it's it's odd when you actually think about how people will will have connections to that fucking area because of the CIA. It's all right. Operation and, the, and one of the characters in the three the three um, lone gunmen, his name is Richard Langley. Yep. I mean, they're they're literally freaking telling you, and and every single thing that they did, that this is all CIA sponsored, and they're leaking out militarized, strategized intel, and not just on that program. And I tell people, look, I just found out, you know, who I am, and I don't need anybody to verify or say that is you or that's not you. My I know theory, the truth. Yeah. My theory on the X Files is that uh, the the cigarette smoking man CSM is a CIA attaché, and he's the CIA. Component. They never mentioned the CIA in the X Files once, but whatever the Mulder character is trying to find information about his sister, he has to break into different government places that have very high security. He's either NSA or CIA. Or well, they some actually other. they actually revealed his name, Carl Gebhard Bush um, Spender. It's his name. So that's a that's an amalgamation of four different people. Mm-hmm. One of them being the Bushes, yeah. One of them being right. The, the, who, so that's what um, that's what George these characters Bush. are. These characters are composites. They're not just one person. No, you're right. So I know that they made a lot of elevens, but that one—that's me. Well, when they talked about CSM killing Kennedy, and that's very much um, the fantasy play. But Bush Senior really did kill Kennedy and set up set up the whole thing. And was on a phone in Dallas at the time when it happened, you know, giving orders and, and making sure it was all done. Right. Here, here's how they do it. It's by committee. Okay, so no, it doesn't come, it can't possibly fall on one individual. There is a director, and I guess I concur, it was Bush, but they do it in a method in which it's... A, it's it's many points of light, a thousand points of light, yeah, if you well, will. Even to say the Kennedy assassination was one of uh, killing someone who was against them is foolish because, like I said, we, the Kennedy MK Ultra uh, mind experiment from the very start with yeah, the Navy Kennedy family. Was, Kennedy was one of them. The Navy family, the U.S. Navy was all involved. They were all Freemasons, yeah. the Catholics, the Mafia Catholics. And I was saying, like, there's the a, same, there's that, a this thing about Kennedy and the cult on Amazon yeah. that everyone should watch. And, and there's a theory that Kennedy didn't, the real Kennedy didn't get assassinated it was a body double Kennedy came back as Jimmy Carter after going deep underground and, and actually serving as a shadow government figure who better yeah, to the only the way that Kennedy could someone. come back as Jimmy Carter yeah. would be if uh, if they did uh, uploaded his consciousness because I think that there was variance in height and you know plastic no. surgery no, you have to shave his legs off. I'm pretty sure there was a variant tonight. But hey, if you wanted to say that they, if you wanted to say that they uploaded his consciousness and downloaded it into Carter, I could believe that. I just know but, that the uh, the JFK. Uh, the Navy, not the JFK, the Navy was way responsible for all of this because both George Bush and Kennedy families were Navy, having served in the Navy and, uh, you know, served in World War II together, basically. So was Richard Nixon. So was, uh, you know, it, it, it always comes back to the Navy, and uh, it's, it's seemingly um, iron grip on not only America, but, like, Everything 
You know, like like the, like the Navy is the the unsuspected master of all of this, and I believe it's the alien connection. Uh, would you like to speak a little bit more on um, on that subject or what? Well, you know I know it? that I I know that they had me talking to alien factions because I'm an empath. So, oh, um, and, uh, so, and a telepath. I was going to so, ask you, uh, that, that was one of the questions I had. Uh, so, in eight, when 11 and Stranger Things is communicating or traveling to the upside down, right. do you have any analogous experiences? And do you think that there is actually a greater truth that they're connecting with um, not another dimension, but other worlds or other times? Yes, that Stargates are real and time travel is real. The Montauk and, Project? Uh, or anything like that? The Montauk Project isn't, you know, the kids are mistaken. If they think that that's the only project, because that's what they're saying. Yes, it was a real project. No, it, there are ongoing uh, military operations at all of the military bases and at people's, private people's homes. So to say that they, that they believe that it was just Montauk, that's kind of a, it's kind of a misleading, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they did have... Um, Technology, which they use the Montauk chair, but it wasn't just at Montauk. They had these chairs in other places. I don't know what what the thing is with the chair. How that? How is is it a teleportation device predicated upon DNA? I will need to research it even further to give you a cognizant, uh, cogent answer, which. I don't have at this particular juncture. So for me, I know that they had me talking to alien factions because one of the things that happened when I was homeless and I was going through Vegas, um, going through Nevada, I heard in my head, and I'm not schizophrenic, I heard, I'd like to go back to Area 51. It was nicer there. And I'm like, what? Because I was in the proximity of wherever it was. And I know that I've been talking to alien factions since I, I was... A child. They they don't speak like us either. They speak they speak differently. Um, they can communicate though. They can you know they can communicate in your linguistic uh, manner so that they can communicate to you. But uh, they communicate telepathically, which is why the doctors are so ardent that you can't be communicating telepathically, that there is no such thing as extrasensory perception, that if you are hearing a voice in your head, which I've never heard voices in my head, that was the first time that I actually remember hearing that individual, whoever it was, say, I want to go back to Area 51, it was nicer there. I'm like, what? Now, was that a, do you think a direct communication to you? Or was it like, I've heard uh, overhearing, like overhearing a conversation you weren't like, it was like, yes, that's the other thing. It would be like microwave hearing. I, I don't actually say that I have that, although I know that my, my best friend Susie, she does have that. So she's heard conversations verbatim from people that have been, you know, seven, eight, 10 miles away. And then they come to her ranch and they're like, God, that's exactly what I said. Yeah. Yeah. How did you hear me? uh, Because there's two kinds of psionic communication, two kinds of ESP. There is the thought, uh, brain to brain, you know, where someone is like, you know, like, hey, can you hear me? You know, and oh, yes, I can. Okay, now we're going to communicate our thoughts together, you know, or share memories and type thing without, without, like you said, without words. Uh, yes. That's a psychic experience I felt with Mantids and with uh, Venusians and the Astro High Command uh, personally. And then there's also loud thinkers. I call them loud thinkers. They're, they're psionically powerful, either individual people or creatures that you can't 
help but to hear their thoughts. Like if right. you're like like it's if someone's yeah, chewing this out was loud, definitely loud. singing yeah, and the, and you know like when someone is just singing really loud and you're like I guess I gotta hear this like someone who is a psych like a reptilian reptilians right. you can't get the thoughts out of your head like I always say that mind rape they're forcing themselves it's like they grab you by your balls that right. kind of thing it's because you they, they're just like their thoughts are like screams they're like roars you can't not uh, you can't ignore them and and like you because you're not. Uh, Unless you're trained, unless you're powerful, um, that's a, that's a different thing. So you think it was a, a oh, you think it was a direct communication to you? Do you think someone would have known or, or sensed it like a, an escape? It or, was, I, whoever it was, I, I did not feel a malevolence. But do you think it was an escapee? Like an escapee, another another, uh, another. Right, I call myself an escapee. Yeah, like that's what I said. I like, say I'm escapado. Like a, like a X-Man trying to connect with you and be like... Yeah, more than there's, likely, yeah. Because there's the Invisibles. P- they, people don't realize that there's a group of people, the Resistance, the Invisibles, the Underground, that are freedom fighters, who are people who have survived experimentation, survived MK Ultra, survived um, government experiments. Or yeah, I put a call out for some of them because, um, you know, they, we... We do have a very strong contingency of psychically powered individuals who are bent upon the ruination of evil and the uh, promulgation of good. Uh, and those are the ones that I call out to. Absolutely. Because the only way that we're going to be able to overcome these evil factions is to join together in our pursuit of truth and to keep an open mind that anything that is possible is possible. Absolutely agree with that, and uh, I I have been thinking about the work of the First Earth Battalion and the attempts at trying to create a paradise on Earth by, you know, uniting ESP sensitives or or New Age thinkers, New Age livers, you know, people who are uh, in tune with it and enlightened and who understand that it's actually a, you know, sacrifice and a service to make to helping the world or helping the greater good and like uh, but you know it's just one of those things that I'm aware exists but I'm also aware that it exists in an extremely secretive manner and so, like a true well, secret I believe, society, I believe that that we will co- we will come to find one another. Well, it's like a true secret society, and its its icons, its symbols are invisible, though, because I don't have yet the eyes to see them. And uh, you know, what I'm saying like, it will like, come to you. Yeah. It, it's a it's also the frequency. So you're on the airwaves, so to speak. And I'm starting. Those I'm on airwaves my journey. Carry. Yeah, I'm on. I'm on my journey. Hopefully. Hopefully it's sooner than later, but you can't rush these things, right? You can't. It's, it's all about no. destiny. I mean, when I first started on this journey, I had no idea who I was. And, you know, I, I was I was going to tell you before about that person that sex trafficked me through the crazy house. Um, he was a commander of the DAV, and he, he was late and saying some things to me, and he made me angry. And I said, you know what? I'm so angry I could lift that truck up and throw it into the jealousy window and he said please don't and I was like what and then um, I, apparently I started a storm in Chicago it shut down Capitol Boulevard and I was in a Starbucks and the people came up to me and said did you start the storm and I'm like huh and they're like you've been talking about a storm all day long I said well yeah I wanted a tornado in Branson I wasn't actually making for a storm here but I was just very upset after finding out some things that I found out about John 
But and like, I texted uh, him and said, I'm pissed with 4,000 S's and one T. And he said, why? And that made me even angrier. I said, because my whole family are criminals and psychopaths, and you're one of them. And then I was reading from a script from Supernatural, from the TV show, and I would just caution you, don't do that, okay? And, um, and then the storm happened, and it shut down Capitol Boulevard in Wisconsin. It was all over Chicago. It was lightning and thundering, and so the police came, and the uh, ambulance came, fire truck came. I had said, well, I think I better go. And then I was driving over to um, to George's. George lives in Grays Lake. And I was so upset. I was crying. And I wanted all the planes to fall from the sky, but not to hurt any of the good people. And then I put my hand up in front of the truck. And I said, I want all the cars off the freeway. And there were no more cars on the freeway. And then um, I got a call from George, and he said, did you start the storm? And I'm like, seriously, can I do that? And I was hysterical. I was just weeping. The more I wept, the more I cried, the more it rained. And he said, slow the car down. And I said, I'm going the speed limit, George. I don't need to slow the car down. I said, besides which, there's no cars on the freeway. And then um, I drove. I said, I want John to be drowned and revived and drowned and revived and drowned and revived because I was waterboarded. And then... I said, you're going to have to help me because I can't stop the storm. And he said, I knew it was you because the lightning flashed in front of my face and I fell to my knees. And that's why I called you. And I said, well, I can't stop the storm. And then when I got to where he was, I dropped the key, my car keys in his hand and the storm stopped. So do you think your handler um, had hypnotic control over your subconscious? He, he knew some codes. He knew some codes. Well, I was going to say, is that your no. own subconscious willingly sh- stopping the storm when you handed over the keys symbolically? Yes. yes. Uh, because we all know that your physical manifestations on life in this 3D realm are actually uh, like a funnel from the higher dimensional It's because realm. I had gotten to the handler and that was the exercise that storm stopped. Was that like was I stopped he, the storm? Was he assuming control, or was you were you giving control away? I gave control back. You gave control back. Got it. I was saying like. But no, I didn't actually control. because he didn't have the ability to start a storm or to stop a storm. No, but you gave him so the control because you were afraid of your own powers. Yes, it was an illusion, though. But my keys in his his hand did not stop the storm. I stopped the storm. It was an illusion. He did not have any control. It's just like in Stranger Things, they talk about Dr. Brennan and uh, Dr. Brenner, and they say, uh, the Vecna character says, he was just an ordinary man. Oh, is that the Matthew Modine character? The, the doctor who, at the beginning, the first season was the one drowning. Dr. Brenner. Dr. Brenner. And I kept confer- confusing Dr. Brennan, Dr. Brenner with John Brennan, which Jesse Zabotar said she was trained by a Nazi named Karkok with John Brennan and, uh, and um, Michael Kino in Rockford, Illinois. And I was held 30 minutes from Rockford for a year. Michael Aquino was involved with this as well? Yes. Okay, well, I, I, that, that is shocking uh, because uh, my research with Michael Aquino recently, so I'm very interested to hear uh, 
if you have any more elaboration on Michael Aquino. Yeah, I'm still, uh, John, my brother, is twin with Michael Aquino. So he was one of one of the prolific heads um, of psychological operations. He was trained at Fort Bragg, and my friend who was murdered, Chet, Michael Aquino was his commanding officer. Um. And he was told at one point to go by his generals in a covert mission to kill Michael Aquino. The uh, Apocalypse Now is basically Chet's mission report, which was from a prior book. They just adapted it to what they were doing, what they were actually doing. So Marlon Brando played Aquino, and um, the real Aquino didn't die, as he did in Apocalypse Now. Marlon Brando's Colonel Kurtz is based on Michael Aquino. Yes. Oh, that's that's far out. That that blew my mind when you just said that because yeah, because uh, Kurtz also was he Green was Beret. Kurtz, Kurtz yeah, graduated but, Green Beret at the age of forty, like Michael Aquino. Yeah, was but uh, I'm told that I'm told that Michael Aquino wasn't a Green Beret, but I have no way to verify that. I'm told he lied about that, but I don't know. That's what Chet said as well. Chet worked under him. Chet was in the military from 73 to 93 and he uh, he was an assassin. He was a sniper assassin. He ran missions in Southeast Asia for nine nine tours. He was uh, security for Queen Elizabeth, for Bush, for uh, Margaret, um, Princess Margaret, for Chancellor Cole, for uh, Nixon, for Gleason, for Elvis. Now, I know that to be a bodyguard, to be in the Secret Service, you have to be connected with an Illuminati. It wasn't Secret Service. You have to, well, to be it, a... We, what, Chet it, was not Secret Service. To be Chet any was, bodyguard. To be any bodyguard for a high VIP level person. No, Chet was still in the military. So he was, he was under the military, he was a guard. He wasn't okay. a bodyguard. He was security services. He was MP, his military police. He also trained DEA and cadaver dogs. So he was in the service for 20 years. And he also was a mercenary. So he said at one point he took money to kill people. And he said, how am I going to explain that to my grandkids? And I said, did you kill anybody that wasn't bad? And he said, no. I said, then don't worry about it. That's one way of thinking about it. Yep. I have taken somewhere over 30 lives that I can remember through my MK Ultra services and I still wrestle with the morality and implications and ethics about that almost daily. Um, There's only two that I that I have remembered, but I don't know who they were because I was under MK Ultra. And I know the training for that operation, which one was in Rosarita Beach in uh, New Mexico, and I came home and I wrote a song about it because I'm a singer. I have found much freedom and peace in music. I have, as a warrior, found much release and catharsis in the act of singing and of creating music and song. Um, I highly owe it, uh, I highly encourage that for veterans and for anyone dealing with post-traumatic stress disorder or any kind of PTSD. Yeah, it uh, actually was my life, so that's what I did for my yeah. career. Absolutely. And, but I don't, I don't listen to music anymore, hardly ever. I, I, I understand why you wouldn't because of all the symbolism. It must be very heavy 
to hear. No, I can still I can music. still listen to it. I'm not going to get triggered by it. I deprogram myself. I help others deprogram I themselves. I, I honestly can't listen to modern hip hop music and modern pop music. It has so much um, child. Well, uh, but that's one of the, that's one of the things that I do. I, is I try to help people decode some of these things. So, you know, the movies, they don't trip me out, and the music doesn't trip me out. I see it now. Some of that stuff makes me see it for what it is. Some of that stuff really does make me puke, and it's because... I bet. Uh, it's, it's like I get that... I get the, the, the... Man, it's just like you see like Eminem bathing in a tub of blood and stuff, and you're yes. like, you, like you, you motherfuckers, you're just, like, so, like, the one thing that really gets me about the, about the, uh, it's not so much the, the, the savagery or the violence, it's the fact that they don't think they're gonna get caught or punished. They don't well, have any kind they're, of discretion. They're, it's not that they're, they don't think that they're going to get caught or punished, they're going to get rewarded. Yeah. Because they're doing it out in the open, exactly. and they're also garnering, using the frequency of specific musicality and tones in order to engender disharmony and people to be more um, indoctrinated into the dark arts. They think, hey, that's cool. That's their job. Exactly. And it's just, I mean, that is like spiritually the antithesis of where I am currently on my energy. And so... Like, that is, if anything, the enemy of the Beyond Top Secret Texan. It's not only the enemies of freedom and of human dignity around the world, uh, but also the so-called artists who are really black magic warlocks and magicians um, who are, like, you know, just casting their fucking dark arts in the open. And without any, you're right, with the knowledge that their Moloch society and Freemasonic masters really reward them after yes. after synagogue and after the Kabbalah. Little, little, look at Little Nas Satan shoes. I exactly. mean, and exactly. Kanye West uh, produced him. That's what I'm saying. Kanye like, West shit is like out that. there pretending he's Christian. I have a blog, which is my name, Shepard, S-H-E-P-A-R-D, and the word entertainment, shepherdentertainment.blogspot.com, where I write about um, Hollywood. And what my, my position is, is to out the false... Illuminatists, uh, pastors, and uh, CEOs, and presidents, and actors, and musicians that are out there um, serving the New World Order and the Satanic Right, if you will. Okay, let's get into that for the last little part of our podcast. We're already going on the two-hour mark, and it's been an amazing conversation with you, of course, uh, you know, to get all that out of the way. So let's go in with that last part of uh, your exposure of this uh, elite celebrity or, or celebritician because cele- politicians are basically celebrities now. Yes. And celebrities are basically politicians. Celebritician, uh, uh, New World Order, like you said, satanic right that I know the Bushes and the Reagans were all of fucking about and they loved yep. that idea of the satanic right. Um, uh, the, the idea that they could pretend it was... Uh, Morally conservative. This was also Irish mob. Oh yes, of oh. Uh, so people so don't Kennedy. realize, you know, so here's an, here's an actor, right? We oh, have yeah. an actor as a president. Bush, uh, I mean Reagan, and Reagan even said you could not be a president and not be an actor. Yeah, exactly. The idea of the politician. No, so the politician is the actor, and the actor is the politician. Then making, you know, like like uh, 
they you know, well, while, while Nancy is saying just say no, she's a drug addict. Oh, and a sex And then Reagan's running, uh, Reagan's running Iran-Contra. Yeah, oh. And pretending he doesn't know anything about it. And he's Flooding gay. the country with guns and weapons and, and crack cocaine. And he's a gay just pedophile. Just say no. Who is uh, yes. currently overseeing a large uh, homosexual bordello that operates out of the White House. Or the hotel right, right across the White House. Right, and Megan Walsh, who I have been working with for a year, she's presented to Reagan by her father when she's two months old. Oh yeah! Oh, don't. So yes, that's a big part of it too. The fucking uh, SRA child sex, like infant sex abuse, from the bushes yes. that uh, became part of the CIA's blackmail of all American leadership, and like. Um, Arizona and then Wild now Wild. let's bring in the entertainment industry because that's their function. Yep, that's their that's who that's their. Pipeline. So Reagan was yep. in, in the entertainment industry, which the entertainment industry was mob run and cartel uh, run, and also um, New World Order, uh, Freemason run, satanic run, and so that is that's one of the things that I've done. I think I'm on 17, on my 17th show regarding the military-industrial entertainment complex. At the end of my brother's screenplay, I didn't get to read the book, I just got the screenplay. He writes, um, there's a black box, and his character opens a black box, and it says, the meek shall inherit the earth. I promised David that I would continue his work but I even though I don't have his uh, screenplay or his book it's it's incidental because I am continuing his investigation and and speaking on some of these things so at the end of it the character opens a black box and it says the meek shall inherit the earth when I read that what I saw in my head was I saw reptilians called the meek m-e-e-k a species of reptilians and um but now i realize what it actually is also is when um phil schneider i was told this by a friend who was being groomed for the white house as an independent and he declined that he said depending you want to know why phil schneider started talking i'm like yeah sure he says because after he uh got in the uh, firefight with these uh, entities, in which he said that they actually had like the lasers in their bodies. So I don't know if it came out of their hands or their eyes. And he said he went to a meeting, a governmental meeting, and they were there, and he realized that they're the ones that were the secret government, controlling the secret government. So that would make sense with the MEEK, right? But then also the military industrial entertainment complex is the MEEK. That makes a lot of sense. I understand that. I, I see that symbolism. I said it's simple to be right. The meek as in MEC. Um, right. So the, the meek is the military now. industrial entertainment, the yeah. military industrial complex. So you add the E in there, it's actually meek or, or meek, right? Well, the, uh, Dave, Dave McGowan. Dave McGowan wrote the book uh, Strange, Strange, um, Strange Sights in the Gold Mine. Or and, that, and Laurel, that, and Laurel, Laurel Canyon. Canyon. Yeah, and he connected all the dots. Weird scenes the, in Laurel Canyon. And you talked about Jared Leto's Point Lookout, uh, or the Lookout um, um, Castle. Or yeah, lookout. he was born in Hawthorne. But do you know what that means in German? Do you know how to, that, that, what that word is in German, uh, that lookout, that lookout no. point? Uh, Spielberg. Oh, you're kidding me. I'm not. Spielberg is uh, connected, <laughs> connected with that very same building because George Lucas and Steven Spielberg learned film editing and processing there during their school years. Uh, that area used to be owned by so the U.S. Navy. 
So did Reagan, by the way. Yes, Reagan exactly. pretended like during the war, oh, yeah, so I came back from the war. Really? Because we were filming in Culver City. Yeah, no, that's where they filmed was a lot war of War in Culver II. City? World War II <laughs> was absolutely filmed in California. World War II did not happen the way they think it did. They have shown it for the last hundred years through, who guessed, the Hollywood Entertainment Complex, which made literally America's understanding of foreign wars. It did not War II in the Pacific did not happen the way it's been told. World War II in Europe definitely damn sure didn't happen the way it was told. Everything from German uniforms to uh, Hitler's speeches were fashioned in America and filmed in American Hollywood film studios. They literally were running around the mountains of California calling it... Yeah, uh, Hitler had a bunker in Hollywood. Exactly. He died, you know, uh, SMU, the college... And then after, after he allegedly kills himself, right? Yes, the college, then he shows up in Hollywood and they're like, hey, you look like Hitler. Well, the, thank the, you so much. The university, <laughs> BYU, and the uh, Brigham Young University and SMU... Uh, found a grave and did DNA evidence on the body therein, and it was a match for Adolf Hitler, and that was in Eagle Point, California. It is- I know that they had many, many Hitler clones, though, seriously. Because yeah. Chet was sent by Kissinger to hunt Hitler, and I said, you know what, I don't think he was... He was also sent to recover some bodies, like 26 bodies of U.S. soldiers that were taken um, by, I, I guess, the Vietnamese and, and a in some kind of a tunnel and he found them because they said you need to retrieve these bodies they're taking our technology so Chet had said he recovered those bodies because that's what he did he was a point man and he was recon and he ran uh, DEA and cadaver dogs and um, and also his name um, <laughs> in Vietnamese means death so if he went into a village to do recon they died Chet means death like what's your name it's weird how the world works that way it's weird no see this reality has come to visit us today yeah this reality this what we know is reality and think is just a linear of coincidences is actually the symbolic manifestations of higher and lower energies and they can bind in an that alchemical way fire water uh, earth air and it combines mm-hmm. in our names, in the locations of towns, in the ley lines of events that yep. happen. So if a man kills a man in war, everything about that was spiritually symbolic. If a man goes to uh, Iraq or the, Gulf, the global war on terror and, and fights somebody, it is the continuation of ideological forces from literally the, the, the highest realm of existence down to the lowest. And it's people need to realize that people need to open their eyes to that. It's it's why there is so much symbolic humanitarian and spiritual power in in combat and war and in all of this history. There are there are simple people though that will live and die under MKUltra. They will never come up for air, and they will never see the truth. They will just be sleeping for the remainder of their days. Now the sleeper brand of its own name. Um, in military applications, again, same word, right? Words are important. Same word, but different usage. Sleeper is an agent. No, you're absolutely right. And that the idea of the Russian sleeper or the sleeper cell is, in many ways, the confession of... The, so, 
every once in a yeah, while. Yeah, I just did a show on General Lev Sotchkov, mm-hmm. who suicided himself uh, June fifteenth in Russia, Russia and he ta- what he talked about was he was a, a legendary spy master mm-hmm. in charge of Operation Tarantula. And the Russian spy, the Russian spy sleeper cells, and I believe that that also goes to the the suitcase nukes, which they said there were approximately a hundred of them, but I know there were more than that. Oh, absolutely. So I think his death actually precipitated the awakening of the sleeper agents, which are all across the world. Well, and to kind of um, and because we're in World War Three. Yeah, to tie this all into a knot, to tie it all together. Um, the Russian sleeper cell reality, right? Do you remember or have you seen an episode from the X-Files where they were catch, capturing aliens who were clones of each other? They looked identical, but they were here on Earth taking positions like uh, as doctors and as important people like in the medical industry. Yes. And the cover story for this, which was an intentional alien hybridization program, by the way, with our government knowing it and allowing it, was that Russians had planted Soviet scientists deep within America in the Cold War, and for years they would assume positions of power and influence until they were activated and cause internal collapse of our infrastructure. Right. The one thing that when I was reporting, when I was reporting on that, there was also a BBC program, which I I believe it was in 91. It could have been 96, but I think it was 91. The BBC program was called Sleepers. And one of the agents, they're awakened after 20 years, was um, Vladimir Zelensky, which is Volomir Zelensky, who is a sleeper. Absolutely. He's now had his own in in the military industrial entertainment complex as a comedian. Yes. And they they use the propagation of the the media, the tele television, in order to promote this comedian as being the president of the Ukraine. This is not a joke. This is a military operation because now he's the president of the Ukraine. Absolutely, absolutely, you are one hundred percent correct on that. With Vladimir Zelensky being a literal puppet. You know, he he dances and, and you you have like, yeah. I I did I did a debunking of like what the dance was because what he did was he dressed in black leather in stiletto black. It was all black, so I think what that was about because he did a Beyonce song, you know, put a, a ring on it, right? Saturn. So yeah. he, so he's basically uh, acceding to the boulet, the black boulet Illuminati, but also to the black sun, which is Nazis. Oh yeah. And the Black Saturnite worship of the Black Cube, which is uh, cross-gendering, uh, right. transvestism, uh, uh, child sacrifice, uh, worship of eons. And they want to create, because it's all about creating the new eon of negativity, of, of perversion, of decadence and hedonism. And, uh, like, I really do think that the downfall of such a system will be welcome. Because it's not the lines and names on a map, it's the safety of the people in the future, right? And it's right. just like if someone was in ancient Israel like the prophets used to be and going, you know what, we need to get like this shit like torn down and destroyed because we are all way off message, way off mission uh, when it comes to living like good people and goodness and 
and, and turning away from sin, turning away from injustice, and living with our Mother Earth and our connected planet and our soul and our spirit and our cosmic way. In many ways, yeah, I think that the message, the message of the Draco Reptilians yeah. is like you saw on Independence Day. And the president goes down to that entity and he says, I saw what they were going to do. He said, I saw in his mind what they do is they go from planet to planet yes. and they assume all like locusts and they use all the resources, air, water, land and human resources until the planet is destroyed and then it turns black. When it, and I saw this in a remote viewing thing when the planet turns black it's not it's irretrievable if it turns brown they can maybe retrieve it but um they when they seed the planets they're green i think that movie was very symbolic because i think what it was really trying to get that point across was that america will be uh destroyed by these dark forces these locusts Right, but the people, the real people, the heroes, like uh, you know, uh, the people in the RVs, the pilot, uh, you know, Will Smith, all of them, like you know, the people who were real heroes in that film. The I still families, hear, I they, still hear what's his name, brother. Um, I'm a pilot. <laughs> no, I'm saying like exactly. You know, like, <laughs> like even the president goes up and flies because it's it's not about rank, it's not about position, it's not about these Freemasonic titles and brotherhoods and graduations. Randy and Quaid. It's about humanity, <laughs> and there's a reason why they tried to kill Randy Quaid, and it's definitely because of that shit. Because Have you seen some of Randy Quaid's posts? Well, yeah, because Randy Quaid. Okay, so Randy Quaid honestly got lucky enough to be who he was in those movies in real life. Right. <laughs> he, he is you just know, a working, I'm a pilot. Yeah, working class He's on the growing pot now. They try, to, they try to literally kill him, but the idea that the dark side can't put out the light. Darkness can never I wonder if he talks to his brother Dennis at all, because Dennis seems like he, he'd be on the dark side. Darkness is, yeah, Dennis Quaid is the one who tried to kill him. It was the one who got uh, his <laughs> So, so Dennis Quaid's brother, uh, Randy Quaid's brother, Dennis Quaid, is the one who set up the whole, and people don't think it's like that, but it definitely fucking is, especially with these scumbags with money. You know what makes a person even a bigger scumbag than the piece of shit they typically normally are in the dark side world? Giving them money and property, especially California property. And power. <laughs> and power. No, it so they had this whole them. lawyer thing. And, no, and that's the thing. Like um, These locusts, when, when the president says, peace, can we live together? And the alien says, And he says, peace, no. He says, no what do you peace. want? And goes, no peace. No peace. Exactly. There is... They, I said, what do you want? Your death. They, they just, exactly, they want and want more and more, and there's never enough for them. And the idea is that... Um, Those are the psychopaths that we're dealing with right now in exactly, the White House. Exactly. We got to see that, that there is never going to be enough for these fucking monsters. No, Biden just touched down in Saudi, and I'm like, oh, great. Now what other, you know, prolific faux pas do we have to deal with with our idiot president? Look at the money uh, issue, right? Or America is falling apart because of the sleeper agents that have taken control of our country and, and the institutions like the industries, which was, like I said, all Soviet sleeper agents. It's been decades in design to help bring America is infrastructure to its knees so they can have a red dawn situation, a black dawn situation. Right. However, it's whatever kind of evil dawn Movies situation. <laughs> yeah. Well, whatever color code, the CIA acts in color codes, color revolutions, right? They, it, right. Red dawn, black dawn, uh, whatever kind of yellow dawn uh, that they want to have is they want America to feel the existential trauma that Europe 
felt or Russia felt, you know, like having its, like being bombed, being invaded, having to suffer through rationing, through starvation, through programs, through uh, security police states. They want that because they feel like it would, it would be the last nail in the coffin of the world. But you know what this guy told me? Um, he said he worked for NASA. He said, yeah, I got fired for breaking eight plates. I'm like, no, dude. Tell me what happened. So he says, well, I was trying. I, I drew on, when I was speaking to him, I felt like I was talking to a kid because I drew on that altar, that child altar. He's like, it was mine, Penny. I'm like, okay, let's just go over what happened that day. So he says, well, I was drawing these pictures, and then some MIB came over, and they walked me across the whole NASA thing, they talked to me, and then I, then when I got back, they asked me, do you know what you're drawing? He says, yes, it's mine, it's a free energy source. So then he goes back into the kitchen, and he breaks his eight plates, and he gets fired. So I say, no, dude, you didn't get fired for breaking the eight plates, you got fired for remote viewing a free energy source, and it wasn't yours. That's a very odd situation. Just on Then the he also of- told me, he, he, he told me that, um, about the names, some of the other names for the New World Order. So he says they're called One, and they're also called Control. And I'm like, <laughs> Control? Like, it gets smart? Yeah. Or Chaos and Control fight one another? He's like, yes. So I'm like, okay, so Get Smart was real for sure. And and it gets smart. Chaos and Control actually work together because they are control. It's, it all goes down to the... Egyptian you know, Matt Spears, Matt Spears' grandpa, grandfather, um, and his mom's father was an actor. He was also in Japan as a POW, and he came back and he did like I don't know seventy different movies and stuff. And he did one episode of a thing called Danger Man. Max took me like five years to figure out why Max was killed in Warsaw, Poland, eight days after the NATO summit. So then, when I stumbled upon Danger Man, which was actually in the United States, it was called Secret Agent Man. So Johnny Rivers wrote that song, Secret Agent Man. They've given you a number and they've taken away your name, right? That's what happened to me. They gave me a number, 11. I don't think Max Spears is honestly dead. I think he's dead. His mom thinks he's dead. I think that that was just well, like the Mangala thing. They, there's a reason for the numbers not adding up and for them keeping the body in state of, uh, such a state of repair. Yeah, or I think he's dead. I, I just honestly... There's but that's just me, about you know. That says to me that he just assumed a sleeper or assumed another identity and witness protection program, but like a part of the Illuminati witness protection program. I, I don't think so. I think that he was killed by Michael Aquino in the astral, stung by him, and then came back and then died in the physical as well from the drugs that they administered to him. Now I've I've seen. That Michael Aquino is a scorpion man, the scorpion yes, king. That's what they said. The he was a scorpion, world. and they they stat they the the allegations are that he was attacked by Michael Aquino, um, and perhaps I'll just put this out there by Stuart Swordlow. Stuart had something to do with it because he was around him, had pictures with him the year before with uh, the person that he he was living with, uh, Monica. Oh, Monica's kind of disappeared. And um, I also know a person who is James Cosbolt lived with her for a couple of months. And so, you know, they, they lived out here in, uh, I think they lived in Houston. They lived in San Antonio. They lived in Texas. Houston and Dallas. They've lived, because I was yeah. connected with the Secret Space Program and the NSA and the CIA. 
uh, which, are, which are cities that I've all lived in as well, and actually was right. active in during the same times. Because I wondered, why am I here? You know what I'm saying? I was in California for 38, almost 38 years. No, I know California has its own, with Lamore, California, the Navy's out there. But what I'm saying is, I questioned why God directed me here. Oh, absolutely. Texas is a space city. It's like, why, are all, why do all the super soldiers end up in Texas? In Texas. No, absolutely. All, most super soldier roads end up in Texas. And it's, it's why one of those is things that? that I didn't even learn that until a couple of years ago. Because I, why is that, you think? Texas is a very amazing place historically. And, like, everything you have to look at. We got NASA at, here. We got, um, no, ancient ways. You know, I think it's ancient. And then Egypt. we also have, we also have SpaceX here. Yes, it's built on um, it's built on the ruins of ancient Egypt, a true ancient Egypt. Uh, no, the X Files in a movie. It takes place in Texas. Yes, the, the, that was the Oklahoma City bombing metaphor. No, when the kid yeah. falls through no, the and tunnel, the building blows it's up. in Texas. Yeah, and the building. Yeah, that would happen in Dallas. That happened right. around Dallas. No, that whole situation is showing you that the military-industrial intelligence complex creates false flag terrorism to hide and suppress the accidental discovery or the leakage of information from the inner hollow earth or the ancient past, which is extraterrestrial. While they're protecting it, at the same time, they're releasing it. Yep. Oh. In movies, and then they're telling you the movies aren't real and you're psychotic and we think they are. Well, remember that even in the movie that while they would kill to keep the secret, they were still releasing the alien DNA through honeybees. The, the idea Correct. was that like, while they were like, hey, no one can talk about this, but we're go- we are going to infect everybody with alien DNA. That is absolutely right. what's going to happen in the next couple of months and years. So you'll start I also seeing- ended up in Alaska, too. Not in Antarctica, but... Alaska. No, exactly. No, they talked about the Arctic call, uh, the Arctic spaceship uh, bases. They talked about a lot of things in that movie that if you really wanted to stop, you would have. Uh, so disclosure, I think, occurred in the '90s, and I think that was how disclosure occurred. Like, right. They, they clearly, people don't realize that the, the movies are disclosing, and they always have been. Yes, clearly they were on a lot of a higher level than people now who are like the UFO debaters of the community, the UAP people. The people in the 90s were like light years ahead in theory and research and understanding and effort and service, like the lone gunman. Like the I just wonder hackers. what Chris Carter knows, man. Chris Carter is obviously a member of a secret society. Now, here's the weird thing about Chris Carter. Obviously, that's not his real name, Chris Carter, right? But what does the CC stand for, right? What uh, what group does he belong to? Because I know Michael Mann, Master Mason, MM. You know, like, I know these groups belong to... I know these people belong to secret societies, artistic societies and groups. But Yeah, Chris Carter was, I think, born in Garden Grove. Hmm? But I wondered why when I was looking at... Because uh, when I was waking up, I started tweeting out to David Duchovny because I was, like, pissed. Because they had this, in season 11, of course, episode 4, Lost Order Forehead Sweat, which I'm still doing a, a decode on it. They talk about Thaddeus Q, they, and Thaddeus is Carl Thaddeus Mainly. Q, of course, would be Q, and they are how we refer to the three-letter agencies. And in this, they attribute the, Mengelay, the Mandela effect to Joseph Mainly. Yep. Oh, absolutely. Okay, so that episode, and that episode's really, really smart in the way they make it a joke 
It's all a joke. Uh, ha, ha, ha. It's all a joke, but it's uh, all real. Ha, 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 ha. So exactly. when I saw that, I lost it because I realized who Thaddeus Q they was. And so I start uh, tweeting out to David Duchovny. And at one point, Mitch, I didn't know he was a musician either. Something about the musicians. We we speak in a different language. We speak in a different frequency. Think and in a different so, way too. They think with different parts of the brain. Uh, a person who's a musician can have brain surgery and play their musical instrument without any interruption. Think about it. That's some crazy shit. Now, musicians are locked, are in touch with, I think, a, a, a metaphysical energy or a source. Yes, because it's binary code. It's got to be something. It's got to be something. And, and I believe, why did SETI send out music to the universe? Because it's binary code. I believe it is uh, a galactic language. The third contact movie that Spielberg, uh, the military industrial complex's very own Spielberg, um, created, guess what? Then the, the, the music that was used as the language to translate aliens and, and human communication, and that was discovered not through the alien, but by villagers, by the locals. Remember they're in Africa and all the African tribals are uh, yes. doing the music? Because and it, that was actually predicated upon a real op. That was Jacques Vallée. Yeah, that was Jacques Vallée they had represented as the French guy. He was a very famous... Uh, uh, occult uh, secret society UFO person from France and you know obviously his job is to kind of um, allude to things that are, are much beyond the layman's understanding when it comes to UFOs but uh, Jacques Vallée is definitely in the know and, and definitely someone who would contact and be responsible for contacting extraterrestrials Absolutely. And it's it's done through methods like music. It's done through methods like mathematics. It's not done through words. Right, because music is mathematical. It's done through emotions. It's like many people who have contacted greys psychically or specifically Andromedians or Andromedons um, who are not the greys who are cold, calculating computers. Yeah, the They're greys the that I know, I don't know any other ones, and I'm sure there are good ones out there, but the ones I know, I do not like. No, absolutely, and I'm saying the ones that were caught and captured by the government that had communication from whistleblowers always talk about just feeling emotions. They feel fear. They feel uh, anger. They feel, you know, that there's no, like the idea of verbal language or words is I think a um, I think it's a type of prison. It's a type of uh, cube. It's the Saturnine right. cube, and I think it's uh, what uh, the Castaneda said was the or Don Juan said was the great enemy, the parasite. You know the the, the enemy, the predator. That it's this um, non-physical um, hostage taker of human thought and being and feeling and I think a big part of why they train psychics and how they train psychics is to cause a disassociation and at least through my own training and experience is to try to literally get that out of body near death experience mode like that frequency or that energy because at least as far as I know, even though it's dark and it's, there's a lot of dark practices and abuse and obviously a lot of unnecessarily cruel ways of performing these things by sadists and by very corrupted, low-density 
predators, not even humans, but predators of various species, um, that that is ultimately the secret, is learning that language has made you terrified of the great beyond, of what it can't describe or master. And it, language has convinced us that the only way of communicating is with language. The only way of living is with the language. The Which we know, that, we know that cannot be true because you yeah. can do hand signals and talk to people. Oh, absolutely. The deaf, uh, the people don't know this, but the deaf get used in the secret space program and super soldier program all the time to a much greater frequency. They prefer it. They prefer to have literal deaf mutes as sleeper agents, as special agents. That's funny. Because when I was in high school, I was in a program called Potential, and I got the part of the mute in the Fantastics. I was so pissed. I threw the script at Ellen, and I said, I memorized my lines. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely. It's, it's antithetical. It's antithetical not only to the programming of our families and our society to, to think that being deaf or being blind or being mute is a liberating thing, you know? We always feel like those people are crippled. Those people Yeah, are, it actually exacerbates their abilities. Yes, exactly. Those people are the most powerful psychics, the most powerful dream soothsayers and dream weavers and, like, shamans, you know? And the people who uh, have to live in their mind because the mind is... like. It's hard to explain, even with words. It's hard to explain with words. That's how it gets into like saying, where you have to use words to describe what cannot be described in words. They are born. They are born inside themselves. They are born and create themselves anew, like a phoenix. These are the kinds of things that getting into MK Ultra really, I hope, start. When, when it's no longer the time to speak about the abuse or the satanic ritual abuse or the, the like you know the, the sacrifices and the pain that was caused that's truth and it needs to be learned and it needs to be remembered but hopefully there's a silver lining and that is because yes. everything is used for good the ultimate good and if I can just get people to actually research because I say hey don't believe anything I say you know, this is what my research has led me to. I've researched 24-7. I've been researching solidly for, you know, uh, since 2016. And, um, you know, my my mission is not your mission. Your mission's not mine. But we join together in the mission of truth and, and, and figuring out and sending out the dissemination of truth and then having other people research if I make a mistake in my research, I made a mistake, and when as soon as I find out, I say, "Hey, I'm sorry, I made a mistake." If I'm out there perpetrating lies, that's a difference. That would be then I would be a co-intel um, program advocate, which I'm not. I'm, I don't. I don't try to make money off of what I do. I try to help other people. MK Ultras that come to me that have been erased, targeted individuals. So I assure them that the targeting and the technology is real. Um, I encourage people. I encourage people to write. I encourage people to research their own families because my story is my story. And I liken it to I'm one grain of sand on this planet full with grains of sand on every beach and every ranch and, 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 every, and under every earth. I'm one grain of sand. So I encourage people you said it very to, well. to research everything. You said it very well. There's a uniqueness. There's an individual um, 
uh, individual like uh, magic, you know, with everybody's story, and it, it's all higher power, it's all connectivity on how it's important until they yeah. know. Until there, there's an old adage: "Know thyself." Know thyself you can't yeah. know yourself if your life has been hidden from you. Yeah, don't and run from if it. all don't of history is a lie. Don't be yes. afraid of it. Learn as much as you can about, it. like you said, with the names of people. How you did? Research. I have people that come to me and they're like, "I'm afraid." I say, "Well, if you're afraid." You know, don't 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 seek the answers, but be bold because be afraid of what you don't know. Don't be afraid of the things that you do know because what you know is not the truth. Exactly. Like no more fear. It's not the time for fear. We all want to hear the horror stories. Everyone wants to always talk about, um, you know, like oh they 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 kill babies. They do all that stuff. Drink blood. We need to stop being afraid of them and start fighting back and start taking active proactive steps and like I said uniting not dividing yes the proactive step is to start researching yourself start researching your family because these factions are in every single family to start um, to you know I started with a prayer and my prayer was God reveal myself to me that's very potent very potent prayer and be expected when you make that call to the universe the universe of light will answer you and they will give you the, the answers of the things that are hidden from you. And my puppies just woke up. Oh, absolutely. So That's a great they're going to get really loud. They're going to get really loud. I would like to give my phone number, my my communication yes, um, for everyone, for anyone that's listening. So if you have any questions about M- Ultra or uh, targeted individuals or you have any intelligence that you wish to impart upon me or anything that you want me to research, I am on Dave Zublick's Dark Outpost on Fridays, from sometimes from 10 to 1, sometimes from 11 to 1 um, Central Standard Time he's on Rumble, I speak about Hollywood and Hollywood. I call myself Agent X11 Hollywood Dark Journalist my phone number, if you have, if you want to impart any information to me I will not answer unless you're in my contact so please text my phone, say who you are, I'll put you in my contacts, and I, I respond quite timely. So my phone number is area code 619-779-9771. My e- email, if you'd like to email me, is my name, Shepard, S-H-E-P-A-R-D, the word entertainment at gmail.com. My blog is my name, Shepard, S-H-E-P-A-R-D, the word entertainment.blogspot.com. And my web is not as updated as my blog, and I, I intend, I seriously intend on writing that chapter 36 about World War III. Um, my blog is Shepherd, S-H-E-P-A-R-D, a hyphen, and the word entertainment.com. So you can research, you can find me at any of those places. Well, thank you very much, Penny Shepard. And I thank you so much for this time that you've availed to me. Penny and I'm, I'm just anticipating my puppies are going to be start screaming. No, <laughs> oh, absolutely. It's been a treasure. It's been a great uh, amount of information. It's been a very intense uh, ride. Um, it has. I hope everyone had worn their seatbelts. You're always welcome to come back on. I hope we can uh, hit a part two. Uh, up very soon, you know, in the calendar. Yeah, I've been pretty cranky because I haven't had a lot of sleep, so no, forgive any. Don't worry about it. No, it was a great interview. Don't yeah. worry about it. It was amazing talking to you. I said, we'll get something on the books to hit uh, a little bit more nuance and dive a little bit deeper on your Hollywood experiences, for example, and, uh, you know, certain little aspects of, uh, that, of renown. But thank you very much for coming on thank the, you. Uh, the Beyond Top Secret Texan uh, uh, podcast. Thank you very much for speaking to me. 
Um, and and yeah, thank you very. Like I said, I can't I can't say it enough. Thank you very much for this. Uh, like I said, thank you, you very much. Appreciate we, time. The information to contact you, you just gave it. I'll post it on the descriptions of the video where I posted uh, my notifications. And um, thank you, everyone listening out there in Dreamland. Namaste and Shalom. Iron sharpens iron. A friend sharpens a friend. You've been listening to the Beyond Top Secret Texan, broadcasting to you from the third coast, the coast with the most, the Gulf Coast of Texas. Pride and privilege to be doing so. Thank you very much. Peace out, everybody.